Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. Going to be talking about Dr. Disrespect's game studio, Midnight Society, recently announced, claiming they are a AAA studio with both ex-Halo developers as well as ex-Call of Duty developers. Want to give you an intro right here at the beginning, a quick little four-minute segment to get you the goods if you're interested. This is also a live stream, so if you're watching the past broadcast, keep in mind we record this segment for another channel, but if you want to be here for the live streams, hit subscribe and the bell button. This is an SNTR update. Midnight Society, the brand new AAA studio announced by Dr. Disrespect, has been outlined with the website in a huge announcement on Twitter. You can check it out at MidnightSociety.com or their Twitter handle is at 12am. I want to talk about why I think this actually has massive potential given the people that they've hired and what I think about Doc in general as an entertainer. If you like these SNTR updates, remember to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss the uploads, or check out my live streams over at SNTR Gaming, where I stream this segment as well as a discussion after. So, first I want to talk about the marketing potential. A lot of people think that Doc is maybe too sullied, or maybe he's just a pariah because of the ban from Twitch, and I completely disagree with that. I think he is proving to be a cyclone-like force in the industry, I think playing a significant part in people wanting to leave the purple platform and come over to YouTube because everybody wants a piece of the doc. Everybody wants to play with doc. He's a central figure. I also think this is a reason that YouTube should get him under contract to send a loud and clear message to the purple platform as well as just to the world at large that this guy is good and he's ours. Okay. And I think he has massive marketing potential in this realm because number one, the line is getting blurred between the relationship between content creators and developers and now somebody can put their money where their mouth is and actually make a very very good game they have recently tweeted here's the tweet we're building a new pvp multiplayer game from the ground up in unreal engine 5 do you want to join the team at midnight society now the hiring is a crossing for all roles do it apply don't live with regret why are you doubting yourself just go for it so they are wanting people to apply even if you don't think you fit into any of the particular roles apply anywhere i also want to talk about game development potential when you grab industry veterans that worked on halo and call of duty greatness can certainly come from that look at the quality of both titanfall 1 and 2 how beloved they are a lot of the people that worked on that game came from a very successful franchise Call of Duty. So it's undeniable at this point that when you scoop up this level of development talent, you are sure to make something that will at least garner you know, attention. People are going to want to see if it's any good, and I definitely think he's got the right people in his corner to build the type of game that Doc knows how to build. He helped with map design on the previous Call of Duty, he was in community management, and then he got into content creation. He understands gaming from a variety of aspects. Number one, how to make it fun and entertaining for the player, but he also understands how to get this thing on a main stage and make the crowd love it. If you win the crowd, you win everything, and with the dawn and the growth and the rapid growth of esports now in 2021, this is the perfect time to let somebody who can pull from all these resources, influences, ideas, and honestly expertise and really make something amazing. Without a doubt in my mind, I think Doc is a pioneer. He is a forward thinker within the realm of live 
entertainment and live streams this is why everybody wants to work with him it's not just because of the personality it's not just because it's the doc it's because from a business standpoint guys the size of tim the Tatman, he doesn't need to play with the doc he doesn't need that at all he's he's he, he could he could stream himself tying his shoes and that's it and he'd be perfectly fine he understands from a business perspective how pivotal doc is in the industry forward-thinking pioneer visionaries tend to draw people into themselves and that's when you end up with really really good products and really really good things tend to come from that so the fact that doc doesn't just pull really big streamers in around himself he's also pulling in really big game development talent as well if you like these short updates remember i do live streams over on sntr gaming if you want to discuss this stuff with me so check out sntr gaming and as always hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next video and I'll see the rest of you right now. Let's break this down. This is pretty big in my mind. This is not just Doc snagging like a couple of developers or CMs that he likes. He's snagging from where I sit, big talent. I mean, he's, he's snagging some, some some big fish from the pond to build this game and to make this game as excellent as possible. And I just think his mind for entertainment, his mind for streaming is going to be huge here. I think it's going to be absolutely massive uh, to land this plane for himself, so I, I, I don't, I don't think this is as low key as some people originally thought. There were people that thought, no, Doc's just sort of puffing. Doc's just sort of PR stunting. This isn't going to really go anywhere. This isn't going to really be anything. I, I think he's proving that that's not true, right? I think he's proving that that's not true. I think he is proving that he's willing to throw down lots of money and scoop up lots of talent to build something great. I'm honestly looking forward to the dock simulator <laughs> the game's always talking about. Right, right, right. You'd be a good CM? Oh, I don't know about that. Lono should apply for the community manager position. I think the dilemma is even even if a guy like Doc privately, you know, thinks I got a raw deal, I just I just I don't think so. I just think I'm too I'm too much of a, uh, a, a an industry pariah at this point. We could look at the people that he scooped up here. Uh, I love the art style, by the way. They've, they've got great, you know, great people working on their art style here. We got obviously Doc, co-founder, a six-eight visionary. <laughs> that's his. That's that's it. There we go. Robert Bowling, co-founder. Right. We got Quinn Del Hoyo, co-founder, creative director. So we got a studio head, creative director. We got some uh, probably Sumit Sumit Gupta. Uh, co-founder and CEO, gameplay engineer Ryan Thompson, concept artist Eric Halquist, HB Duran is their marketing and PR, and then Doc. Obviously, we've gone full circle here. So they've got quite the roster down there uh, at the bottom. Dude, apply like Michael Scott says. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Right. No idea who this Doc guy is. Explain it in five minutes, please. Dr. Disrespect is essentially a... I think a world-class entertainer in the streaming world, he has essentially brought the idea of personality, kind of the same that you see, like the big personalities and the big actors in uh, wrestling, and he brought it to live streaming and live gaming. Um, Sumit Gupta is Doc's partner for a long time. I think they both founded Boom TV together. You know what's funny is Boom TV reached out to me and wanted me to promote something way back in the day. So I have an inroad there with Boom. Like they and this was after everything had happened. So I don't think Boom or Doc have necessarily um, you know, written me off. So there there is a potential. There's a potential inroad there. 
Um, we'll see. New stream, guys, so make sure you're on live chat and make sure you're smashing the like button. Mo is trolling. Doc's been to Phil's house, so Mo has met him. <laughs> He's the macho man of streaming. That's exactly right. Right. Mo may be trolling, but it's still good to like make sure everybody knows who Doc is. Dr. Disrespect is, in my opinion, one of the most forward thinkers in live streaming that exists. I don't think anybody is at his level with respect to having vision and taking things forward. I think most of the big influential streamers are boring. I think they just cash in on the fact that they got there first and they're not visionaries. They're, they're not creative. They just stream games and good on them. They don't have to, right? That's not a slam. Do they need to? No, they were early adopters and they got to ride the wave. Doc's a visionary. Doc's cut from different cloth. And um, I think a lot of my ideas about where gaming content and live streaming uh, were headed, I think Doc's brought a lot of that to fruition. I think a lot of my predictions about, you know, what what live streaming should be about and, and what it could grow into... I think we're seeing that come to fruition and I think Doc's one of the people that understands it. I do. I think Guy Beam as a businessman is very intriguing to me. Like, I look up to him from that perspective. Um, so. Man Crush Wednesday. Oh, yeah, for for sure. He's also, in, you know, incredibly handsome. That doesn't hurt. Sure. <laughs> I didn't know who Doc was until I first heard about him through Lono Streams. Yo, what's good, Melrose Mike? I really have no idea who he is. No trolling right now. Yeah, I mean... If you look up Dr. Disrespect, you'll see why so many people like him, right? Right? You know what I mean? Um, don't do this, but we could do this. Yeah, yeah, we could certainly toss that idea out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yep. Um, literally look up to him. Yeah, in the most literal sense. Uh, you mean the two time? That's right. I still, oh man, it still kills me. It still kills me. I still think, I still think that the two time and HBJ could have could have been something special. I really do. If we could have gotten a- HBJ Hillbilly Jack to a to a status of of notoriety and prestige, you know, that's what Doc's interested in. You know, he's interested in that. He wants the showmanship. He wants the he wants the audience. He wants the crowd. You know. You could walk under his legs, no ducking. That's what I mean. Like there, there would certainly be. We would be in. I'm, I, and I don't. That's not like delusions of grandeur. I, I don't know. Um, I watched him quite a bit. Says uh, Eugene, but I haven't uh, seen a single stream since he switched. That's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, blame YouTube. Well, I mean, a lot of these guys are are uh, helping to influence. You know. Um. HBJ with this dude just tongue wagging. That's what I mean. Like the contrast between them would have been perfect. It would have been like two wrestlers that are just polar opposites. One's this short, you know, idiot hillbilly. And this other guy is just this athletic, really tall, arrogant rock star. I don't know. I think it would have been a great clash because that's what, that's what makes for great wrestling character clashes. And was when they're so different. Uh, Ubisoft just announced Splinter Cell remake from the ground up. Well, that'll be good. I blame you for never subscribing to people, says Robert. I'm a different type of dude. Do you think I'd like him? Do you like re- did you did you like wrestling growing up, Mo? Did you like like Macho Man Randy Savage and the Hulk? You know what I'm saying? And Hulk Hogan, the Hulkster. The fact that he wants to create a game shows how genuine his anger with COD and Battlefield is. 
cool another remake at least it's been long enough to matter right it literally makes the experience crappier I don't I, I don't know it, everybody's different <laughs> everybody's different I think I think that Dr. Disrespect Game Studio is actually making the right moves here's what I mean let, let me let me make my case here if here let's 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 see right all right let's do this dr disrespect disrespect game studio midnight studio will it no midnight society sorry midnight society will the game be good it'll be uh yes or no you think the game is gonna be good where is your this is a yes or no question where is your confidence level dr disrespect game studio midnight society will the game be good and i'm gonna make my case for why i think it will be good serenity n7 with a brand new membership pushing us closer to 400 members to bring back split screen on friday night welcome in serenity thanks for doing a gaming tier one you the best all right let me explain this to you Doc likes to do something within the realm of marketing and showmanship that is definitely very wrestling, hyperbolic, exaggeratory, and everybody knows it, right? Everybody knows it. Everybody knows that he's exaggerating. Everybody knows it's hyperbolic. I think he very easily could have channeled that for the marketing of this game and for the marketing of this studio. He could have dialed in the vague, hyperbolic exaggeration about million-dollar deals and the flip phones ready. He could have done that. He's not doing that. He isn't. He has scooped up big names from the industry. They've They've got open job applications right now. This is not being like, we're going to have it shrouded in mystery and try and get everybody hyped up and try and get everybody going crazy. He's not doing the typical doc thing. He's guy beam is peeking through a little bit here. If that makes sense. The guy, his name, his name is guy beam. I think that he is, is coming through with the strategy here. He's coming through because he's not just doing this. This he's not promoting this as Doc. He's promoting this as a businessman. He's had. He's taking a very forward-thinking approach. You grab X Halo devs, X Call of Duty devs. You're taking it serious. You're 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 grabbing some of the some of the biggest names in development with respect to like what games have pulled a lot a lot of people in. You could be really good at baseball, but suck at owning a team. Well, and he's not, but that's the thing. Him being really good at games, I think, gives him an insight into the games. Him being a really good entertainer gives him a good insight into making a game that is entertaining. But he's grabbing guys that can shoulder the burden of development that are going to know, like, how to build the game and to do it well. If you listen to what Doc has been saying, I'd expect an attempt at the best parts of COD, PUBG, Fortnite, and Halo toss into one. Imagine somebody with his, with, imagine somebody with Dr. Disrespect's industry familiarity and experience saying let's build a game in unreal engine 5 and we'll just borrow all the best parts of these other games what did i say before fortnite came out i didn't know fortnite was going to be a thing what did i say about PUBG? 
I said, all it's going to take is another game that's more optimized and runs better to unseat PUBG. And all it took was a game that nobody thought anything about. All it took was Fortnite. It was better, it was more optimized, and it, w- and it was fun. And it ran better. I think one of the main reasons everybody pivoted to it because it ran better and the viewership was insane. Now, that doesn't mean that PUBG is dead, and that it certainly doesn't mean that PUBG Mobile is not printing money by the billions. But that reigned true, right? It rang true when, when Fortnite dropped. It was like, it's, it's more optimized. PUBG feels like trash so much of the time, and Fortnite felt really good. Now apply that philosophy to Midnight Society and whatever game Dot comes up with, which I love the branding and the name, by the way. Midnight Society is just, that's great. Uh, it's, 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 it's truly, it's truly top notch. Apply that philosophy here. You got people that have worked on Halo and Call of Duty. You've got Doc, who's played every, all the biggest BRs in front of a live audience. And he can be like, you know what? There's a good thing here, and the rest, not so much. There's a good thing here, the rest, not so much. Let's make a game in Unreal Engine 5. And uh, let's, uh, let's, let's remove all, let's trim the fat. Let's trim the fat here. Let's make a, let's make a stellar game. And Doc's also worked on map design before for Call of Duty. That's correct. He's a level designer. This is not his first rodeo. That's exactly right. He's not just like, well, I play video games. I'll build a video game. No, he has experience in the industry. You're talking about a multi-versatile, you know, he's, he's a phenom to a certain degree. How many highly successful streamers are like, that are that entertaining and have a, a recognizable iconic brand are also good at video games and have also worked on video games? Who checks all those boxes? The doc's the only one. Fun fact, Fortnite runs on Unreal Engine 5. Are you serious, Clark? Are you sure about that? I've not I've not heard that until literally just now. Is that accurate? In any case, he's in a position to bring greatness to a game in a way that nobody else can. I don't think that's right. Unreal Engine 5 dev kits weren't out in time. Facts, it does. I mean, I guess they own the property, so they could have used it first for them. Oh, they just switched to Unreal Engine 5. Google it. It does run on Unreal 5. Interesting. Yeah. If you guys are just tuning in about the Dr. Disrespect Midnight Society Game Studio, I want to know what you think. Hit subscribe if you want to be able to talk in my chat. You got to be a subscriber to talk in my chat. If you're a member of the Champions Club, we want to shake your hand and welcome you in. Take the poll at the top of the chat. I just made my argument as to why I think the game's going to be good. Why I trust that he's not handling this like the doc and he's handling it more like Guy Beam and a smart, he's being a smart businessman. And I want to hear from you. I have relatives that are getting ready to leave town and uh, I need to go quickly say um, uh, goodbye goodbye your impact achievement get SNTR present celebrate 1 trillion views of Minecraft what? That, that's not my achievement <laughs> I was like 1 trillion views no um, yeah firm handshakes to all the champs all around and listen listen 
I need you guys. If split screen happens on Friday night, we need to get that flip phone ringing. All right. I'll be right back. Alright, sorry. Sorry. Uh, UE4 is 100% backwards compatible in UE5. What kind of game it'll be? They just say they're, they're designing... I'll, I'll read the tweet to you. This is what they have to say. If you're just tuning in, the Dr. Disrespect Midnight Studio... Midnight Society Game Studio. I keep saying it wrong. They tweeted and said, we're building a new PvP multiplayer game from the ground up in the Unreal Engine 5. More than likely, it will be some form of a BR. It will be some form of a Battle Royale. That seems almost guaranteed. I, I, you know what I mean? Unreal Engine tweeted, with the arrival of Chapter 3, Fortnite game development has flipped to Unreal Engine 5. We're excited to share this journey with you and are working to make the best experience possible for the entire Fortnite community. So they literally just flipped over into the new engine. Yeah, they officially switched. So December the 7th, they made that announcement. So that's a that's a very, very new development. Yes. If you're new and you've hit subscribe to talk in chat, we'd love to hear from you your thoughts on this. You part of the Champions Club? You think Doc's... There are people that don't like him. I think he's great. I've liked him. And I stood by him even when the entire internet turned on him and, and hoped that he never came back because streamers care more about removing competition than supporting and celebrating the wins of others. So I hope Doc kept the list of everybody that tried to capitalize and take chunks and made and made criticisms. I hope he kept a list of all those people because some of those men run a conference and I hope he never works with them. I think the biggest advantage for the doc will be that his studio doesn't have to answer to corporate idiots. True. True, 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 true. If doc's game is good and he offered you the CM job, would you take it? He's my white whale. I'm not kidding you. There are a lot of people that get into streaming and stuff and they like they want to do they want to work on a game or work with a game company. I've never really thought about that, but I've always wanted to work with the doc. He's my white whale because like I think 
he and I are I think we're I think we're similar in age I think we think similarly about things we've been through similar things within the industry with being like he didn't get canceled but uh, you know he went through public scrutiny and criticism and hate and um he's a family man I think we have similar ideas about content creation live entertainment um yeah 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 we don't know until they tie it to a publisher that is true where's the money coming from we both had you know crappy experiences with the purple platform I've wanted to work with him for like a really 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 long time um really long time Hellblade 2 trailer was Unreal 4.2.6 it'll be ported to U5 later where'd you read that Mo did they officially state that because they said that they hadn't really gone into production yet and they were officially deciding to build it in Unreal 5 where did you read that does he have dope coffee oh man no we should send him some What's the difference between having a blacklist and marking for exclusion? Surely you have people and vendors who don't want to work with. Marking for exclusion is typically done in a malicious way, and that's why you use the term, like you're marking them for exclusion, and you're typically doing it as a way to remove competition or to harm someone. Now, it's one thing to say, this is how you would typically phrase it, Robert. If you're developing a wristwatch for children, there would be brand alignment that you would have with, like, a children's television show. You wouldn't have brand alignment with, like, I don't even know, like, um, like, some violent TV show. You wouldn't have, like, some violent TV show with product placement for some children's wristwatch. Now, it wouldn't be them saying, we're blacklisting and marking that TV show for exclusion. They would say, no, we don't have brand alignment with them. These are the brands that we're aligned with. These are the brands that we're not aligned with. There are brands that won't work with you if you're not safe for work. If you use, like, lots of profanity, there are brands that won't work with you. You're not blacklisted. They're not, like, marking you for exclusion. They're just like, no, we don't have brand alignment with you. Marking for exclusion typically refers to uh, labor laws about how, like, they can't, like, privately blacklist you and mark you for exclusion if you go to try to get another job somewhere else. That's illegal, right? The only hurdle between Doc and Lono working together might be Lupo. You assume that he still cares about any of that stuff. You seen him talking to any of those people, supporting any of those people? You see him tied to any of those people? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if his tone might have changed a little bit about it. We'll see. I'm not too concerned. We don't need it, but I would certainly like it. Let's be clear about something here. It's a white whale. It's 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 a dream, but it, you know, we got plenty of things we can do. We I don't need that. It'd be amazing. It'd be stellar, but, you know, the chips will fall where the chips fall. <clears throat> Game idea for Doc, if you ever deal with him, grocery store checkout simulator, tagline, only bagging allowed is paper or plastic. (laughs) That more than likely is a game that already exists. If you collaborate with Doc, it'll definitely be your final form. Like he was just another jumping on a trend? 
No, Jake, I think he was supporting somebody he thought was a friend, but I think if he's a smart guy and I think he's a good thinker, I think he's been in the industry long enough that he's been targeted for that kind of thing. I think he probably knows something about that situation stinks. I think he knows something stinks. You've been in the industry long enough and you look at that situation, you might think differently. You might be like, well, I threw in on this. This was my friend, but I think you think differently when you've seen how nasty people can be and how jealous people can be. I don't know. I'm never going to speak for the man. He, you know, he, he didn't like it when I reached out that one time, but whatever. The Unreal Engine 4.26 quote might have been taken out of context. As a result, the final ML troll body performed at a fully interactive frame rate of under 3 milliseconds per frame in Unreal Engine 4.6 and was ready to be handed back to the innovative loving Ninja Theory team. Oh, we were talking about making the troll, not necessarily that what we saw was in Unreal 4. Lono could go by the community handle King Lava Blood if he worked as a CM. Would love to see weekly updates signed that way. <laughs> yeah. I wish you would have had a better interaction with him. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I do too. I wish you would have been more willing to listen. You know what I mean? That's all I've ever asked for is people to listen. Hellblade 2 shows off giants and gorgeous in-engine. I mean, I, I, I can't. I'm a, you can give me close notes from that article. Okay. This video is sponsored by Air. <laughs> Welcome in, Be Fun. <laughs> Has anyone checked out the Unreal 5 Matrix experience yet? Some people here have checked it out, yes. If you guys are just tuning in, if it's your first time here, we're talking about Dr. Disrespect Midnight Society Game Studio. If you've never been here before, we do talk shows Monday through Friday. I am a safe for work broadcaster. We talk about video game news. You can hit subscribe if you want to talk in chat. If you like games and gaming, we covered Halo Infinite this morning. We will be doing Halo Infinite custom games Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. You need to be a member if you want to join in, so uh, consider clicking join. If we hit 400 members, I will bring my split-screen esports casting desk back for a special episode on Friday night. And uh, I've been told that it's at, it's at a high production value. People have said, this looks like something Doc would do. I'm not tooting my own horn. That's what other people have said. So maybe be here Friday night for that. I am a enormous fan of the Doc, both with respect to, like, as an entertainer, but also just as a visionary. So if you guys are fans of the Doc, we obviously would welcome you in. The opening sequence and then just exploring the world, seeing how much is running at the same. Yeah, Eugene saying the Matrix thing is nuts. 35,000 NPCs. I bet if you promote the crap out of Midnight Society, he will notice. We have some ideas on how to get on his radar.
One of the longtime people again said that there's something not right, but in the next tweet uses cult followers. Who was that, Hellfire? I played the Matrix thing on the Series X. It's a little rough around the edges, huh? Was going for Cliff's Notes, but it's long. No worries, Barrier. We got 256 votes on the poll. Dr. Disrespect Game Studio, Midnight Society. Will the game be good? Most people are saying, yeah, it will be good. I think it'll be good. I made my case for why I think it'll be good. He's not handling this like the doc. He's handling this like Guy Beam. He's not puffing up and just hyping things up and being exaggeratory. He's he's scooping up big, big talent. Will it, <clears throat> will it be free to play? Doc has not said whether or not it'll be free to play, but if they're trying to build like a big BR and they want it to be super popular, it'll likely be free to play. What's the genre? G said PvP, but knowing Doc, it'll definitely be a battle royale. I don't have enough info to make a judgment yet. If I'm making you guess, if you have to guess. Is it going to have purple drops? No. I have a vested interest in this game being successful. Do you want to know why? Because they won't play nice with purple this is why YouTube needs to get Doc under contract if he offered you a job for a lot of money what w- but would prevent you from doing what you're doing now buddy that contract would have to be life changing and I can't see that happening <laughs> I gotta think about the future and retirement and my kids and you know if in two years they're like, yeah, we're closing up shop, it didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? That'd be a big risk. That would be a big, big risk. Yeah, YouTube might not be able to lock him up into a contract until his lawsuit is concluded. That is a possibility that I entertained last night when I was on the phone with Creature. I was like, they might not be able to scoop him up right now because of the because of the lawsuit. But holy moly, would I love it for Midnight Society and whatever game they come out with to be like Twitch, <laughs> Twitch who? What are you talking about? Everything's over here on YouTube. Yeah, we don't do anything with that platform. Might be a reason all his friends are on YouTube now. Yeah, that might add more ground to my theory that Cloaksy's the next person to come over to YouTube. Cloaksy feels like he's missing out. 
I said it in my video. Banning Doc. Banning Doc is going to come back to haunt them. It already is. I think. I think YouTube's making moves, and they made it really, really easy for them to make those moves. Really, really easy to make those moves. When they, uh, when they banned Doc. They laid a lot of easy groundwork. Doc is just, he's a central figure in the industry. He's not me, like just some Destiny streamer you can get rid of and no one really cares after a month. It's it's not, it's going to be a slow burn. It's going to be a slow burn, right? Like, Purple's doing fine. Purple's doing fine, but like long term, I I think that's going to be something they look back on and be like, man, we jacked that up. We really jacked that up. Like losing, losing Ninja, like I think proved they didn't know what the frick they were doing. To be honest, I think that was the beginning of it. The only reason they got Ninja back was a bank error in their favor. They didn't get, they didn't get Ninja back because they did something right. They, they got Ninja back because Microsoft was like, this isn't working. You understand that, right? Like, the purple platform completely mismanaged Ninja, and that he slips from their fingers at his at his peak. This man is at his peak and continuing to rise, and they let him slip through their fingers. Why? Because they don't know what the frick they're doing. They, they, they didn't get him back because they made good choices. They got him back because of a bank error in their favor. Don't get it twisted. They've been jacking up their relationship with their content creators ever since Ninja went to Mixer. And then Ninja comes back, and then more than likely, more than likely, they, 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 they did the loophole to terminate the contract with Doc and ban him so that they could grab Ninja and Shroud. They wanted to free up the money because I don't think they have I don't think they have like unlimited cash. That's why they couldn't be competitive for Tim the Tapman or Dr. Lupo or Ludwig or anybody else that leaves. I said it in a video. All YouTube has to do to beat Twitch, it's easy. Offer the top 100 streamers on purple, offer them more money and require them to stream less hours. Why? Because YouTube doesn't need you to stream tons of hours to make money off you. And purple does. Out of necessity, anytime Purple offers a good contract, they're going to make you stream a ton of hours. Or, in in Shroud's case, they're going to suddenly ask you to run more ads. Like, somebody said he runs way more ads now than he used to. Well, I mean, that's probably baked into his contract. That at any point in time, they can be like, we need you to run more ads. It's so... YouTube can put their foot just right on the gas pedal right now. Run a metric study of the platform. Who are the top 100 streamers over there? And just grab them all. How are they going to be able to say no to Google's pockets and I don't have to stream as much? Who's going to say no to that? You want to diversify? Because the top 100 streamers are always looking to diversify. They don't want to stream all day every day. They want to invest in other projects. They want to do other things. Maybe they want to travel. Maybe they have kids. Maybe they want to start having kids. Like... You are going to have a talent drought on the purple platform because the only way to make money out of that out of that top talent is to squeeze them dry. And eventually they're going to get sick of it. 
and they're either going to stream less or go to YouTube. And I got news for you. There is not like unlimited talent just waiting to pick up the mantle and be your top 100 streamers if they all leave. There's You don't have unlimited talent on the purple platform. Go down out of the top 20. It starts to get pretty thin. I've always said they needed talent scouts on the platform because there's lots of talent on the platform that goes unnoticed. But it's not unlimited. It's not like this unlimited reservoir of talent. You also have to consider so much of what makes some of those streamers really, really big and really, really popular is they've been there since the beginning and they're woven into the culture. Tim the Tapman was one of those people. XQC is one of those people. You start losing people like that that are integral to the culture and they've been there since the beginning and and the crown will slip. You better believe it. The crown will slip. They will not be the biggest streaming platform in in 5 or 10 years if they don't if they don't figure out. I don't think they can by the way. I don't. I think they're a snake eating their own tail because they have not chosen good monetization structures for anything but live streams. So what do they need to do? They need to get people to stream as much as freaking possible. That's a snake eating its tail because eventually those people get burned out or tired or annoyed or YouTube's offering me more money for less streaming hours. Why on earth would I stay here? It's bad for my health. It's bad for my personal life. It's bad for the bank. I can make more money over there. Like, YouTube can take a cinder block and put it on the gas pedal and just drive this thing to full speed. Just snag the top 100 streamers. It wouldn't be hard. It really, really wouldn't. And then what are you going to do, Purple? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? The old guard is woven into Purple, and it's uh, it's a disease that will eat them. Get a lawn chair, a six-pack, and watch it burn. Yeah. They've built an unsustainable business model. Their business model means you need people to be live all of the time. And here is the real snag that will kill them. Okay? This is the snag that will ultimately sink the ship. Not all streamers are created equal, which means not all streamers are going to pull the same money and the same viewership and the same entertainment value. Right? Human beings, we would say, are created equal. But they're not created equal in the realm of entertainment. That's why there's only, you know, a, a select, you know, you could probably list 50, maybe, maybe a, sli- a little bit more of like really famous, really well-known, very funny stand-up comedians. Why? Because not everybody can do it. And I got news for you. Live streaming is significantly harder than uploading videos. It's significantly harder. If you want entertaining live streamers, homie, they are not on every street corner. They're not in every city. They're not. It's incredibly hard to do live streaming and to do it well. Equal in worth, not equal in ability. That's right. Takes on design ethics and gaming. In D2, I realized how much I was getting manipulated into playing longer with false reward incentives causing addiction. Will MS follow? I don't know. What streaming platform did Jeff choose to promote for the Game Awards? Oh, right. Well, he, pro- he, he promoted them all. He promoted them all, Mantis. There were Facebook gaming commercials. They had YouTube Shorts Initiative. And then they had Nick, um, Nick, Nate Hill. Hey, come watch us over here on, on Purple, Nate Hill. So they, he promoted all three. In the past, you wouldn't have seen that. In the past, you wouldn't have seen that. Twitch was the king. And they'd have been the only one getting live streaming love and live streaming promotions. That's not the case anymore. 
because the crown is slipping. Funny thing with this Ludwig guy is that he was, uh, he can just stream copyright videos and watch it with his chat. That's not how, that is a complete misrepresentation of why he's popular and successful. Anytime somebody says this person's popular because they just did this, I'm like, I, I automatically know that you 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 don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, that would be like being like, well, the only reason Ninja was popular because he was good at Fortnite. No, so much more went into Ninja's popularity and his rise to fame. It was like eight planets aligning at once, everything lined up, and no one could have predicted it. So no one can simplify that and say that well, he's only popular because he was good at Fortnite. You can never. You can never whittle somebody's success down to like one thing. That's just it's, it's a ludicrous way to try to surmise someone's popularity. Even people that we would say are unlikable because of their posture, demeanor, or their attitude. Right? You want to look at like you know the lo- you know you want to look like Logan Paul or something. You can't whittle that man's success down to one thing. You can't. You can't. You could try and be reductionist about it and be crude and crass and because you don't like him. And that has nothing to do with the the the, the, the discussion though. AWS went down on the West Coast this morning. Purple was dead for a couple of hours. I was I was seeing if I shed a single tear. I can't seem to get no nothing. Oh, he got two to three copyright strikes. It wasn't about him, it's how YouTube Oh oh oh, I understand. Oh, Fat J, I thought you were saying he was only popular because he was like watching other copyrighted videos. No, that was a stunt. The baby shark thing was a stunt. Ludwig. I respect you for getting the bag, but it was a stunt. L- let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> it was a stunt. He knew that was gonna happen. It takes a quick and sharp mind to recognize those things and tie them together. Valiant says YouTube is such a superior platform with regards to the video itself. The ability to pause and skip is amazing when watching things where chat interaction is uh, is not important like sport or esports. Yeah, chat and live in- live interaction in the chat inter- interface needs a lot of work, but like the ability to pause and rewind and all that is nice. Very nice. Their background infrastructure for streaming is better Valiant and nobody knows it because everybody just thinks Twitch is the king. YouTube's background infrastructure for live streaming is so much better. Right now my internet could die and the live stream doesn't die. I could go right now, take my Ethernet cable out of AT&T, move it to Spectrum, and you guys would get like a ten, like a five-second blip, and I'd be right back. That doesn't happen on Purple. The whole stream dies, and then you start a brand new stream. That's awful. Superior, superior live streaming infrastructure. It's, it's superior. Once you learn how to navigate it, it's a little, there's more to it. It's more complex, but it's better. For a variety of reasons. <clears throat> the most difficult thing about being is being given your chance of seeing it. Yeah, live discovery is is a difficulty. It is. It is a difficulty. Um, and they're working on that. I had a really good phone call with YouTube where I got to see things. <clears throat> Log in and you can see previous messages. Chat's persistent. They do they do chat replay on that platform. You you can watch a VOD over there and see chat replay. When YouTube literally emails every single one of your channels about something that they're doing. <laughs> I was wondering why YouTube kept going after I ended my stream in OBS. I had to manually end it in studio. That's why, Vapor. That's why. 
if you if you have a disconnect or a problem or your internet goes down, the stream keeps going. I think it's like 25 minutes. And then eventually it'll shut itself off. It'll be like a black screen for 25 minutes and it'll just shut itself off. If you guys are new and you're just tuning in and you want to say something in chat, we'd love to hear from you. What do you think about Dr. Disrespect Midnight Society Game Studio? What do you think? Do you think their game is going to be good or not? You can hit subscribe to talk in our chat. We do talk shows Monday through Friday about video game news. And uh, right now, the yeses are winning the poll. They do think the game is going to be good. I've made my argument as to why I think that. If you've never been here before, I am a safer work broadcaster. A lot of people treat me like video game radio. They throw me on in the background. And uh, you don't got to worry about the language I use. So that's why people kind of treat me that way. And uh, we are going to be doing some Halo Infinite custom games on Friday night. If you like that game, Uh, you do need to be a member to participate. And we are trying to get the membership to about 400 members to unlock and bring back the split screen casting desk. And uh, we'll see. It's mind-boggling that Twitch doesn't have their own channel that has hand-selected streamers on it, creating live shows 24-7. They're mishandling their talent over there so much. Well, but if they had their own channel that was doing that, that doesn't benefit those brands. Be careful how you talk about the two-time. I I love the guy. I love him for a variety of reasons. I like him for personal reasons and what he's been through. And what he and, and and what's gone on with him personally, and how he went through it, and did the right thing, and came back, and uh, worked on himself, and worked on things. I have a very personal level of respect for that, given my own life. Is there a chance that purple platform streamers will get banned playing this game? I have no idea. I can vouch for the language. Every time my boss walks in my office and Lono's going off, I don't have to mute him. <laughs> Who would watch that? Yeah, like, I don't know why you would watch, like, a like a, an official channel showing other people. Oh, you asked what everyone thinks. Oh, right, 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 right. I like hearing people that don't like the doc. I like hearing the reasons why. I do. Valiant says, wouldn't it be a shame if someone was forced to move to YouTube where they had to learn to adapt and understand how to deliver their content just in time for YouTube to explode? Yeah, isn't that interesting? <laughs> you lose. <laughs> What's he saying, Iron Man? You lose. <laughs> uh. But get this: they could have a creator do a thirty-minute show and then switch over to their own stream right afterwards. I'm gonna let you let you in on a little secret, Deadly Dad Gaming. I'll let you in on a little secret. Twitch has done everything they can to help people grow. And do you want to know why it doesn't work? Because it's the entertainment business. People don't care. They watch what they want to watch. What happens to you if if Netflix keeps shoving a show or a movie in front of you? Hey, you might like this. Hey, you might like this. Hey, you might like this. A lot of the times you don't. You're like, leave me alone. I'm 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 here for a particular thing right now. Okay, stop it. Right. Organic growth is incredibly hard to foster because it's organic. Do you want to know the best way they would grow talent on that platform? Do you want to know the best way you grow talent? And this is where they totally they they messed up. This was an idea I had a long long time ago. 
the way you make organic growth work is and I'm not a botanist here but I think this is I think that there's some truth here is if you have lots of healthy plants that are growing and really really strong if they're too close together they can kind of choke each other out right so you kind of spread them apart there's also something to be said for if you have lots of healthy plants sort of spread out and you take an unhealthy plant and you put it in that environment it it would potentially benefit from being around other healthy plants I could be totally wrong with that analogy but let's imagine that that's like scientifically true (laughs) okay you need a maybe for the poll okay so if, if, if purple would have said because I want you to look at the people that grew together I want you to look at how Ninja took off and then all the people he surrounded with him with himself like Lupo and others they, they kind of grew with him because you're interweaving the organic growth does that make sense? It's, it's an interwoven thing it's one thing to be like hey Twitch is telling me to go check out this person it's another thing for you to be watching somebody you enjoy and through osmosis you're like I like this person they're funny or I think this person is dreadful you, you might you might have both right you might have both thoughts in your brain depending on who you are if you think about like Pokimane's rise you think about she was hanging out and playing with myth and myth was exploding and so they both it they both kind of organically helped each other to a certain extent right this is this is an area where where the the purple platform completely doesn't get it i shouldn't even be saying any of this because i don't want to help them yeah i'm not going to say anymore i'm not I had about five points I was going to make about what they could do to help their people grow organically. I'm not going to say it. I'd prefer to watch the platform not be successful. Your Spotify makes work so much better. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I didn't say anything that wasn't like easily observable from the platform, but I'm not going to give any ideas out. I've got I've got plenty of ideas of what they could have done and things they could have uh, initiated, but no, no more free ideas. <laughs> no more free ideas. Your platform can burn. Just make up five things. <laughs> First thing you want to do is limit how long a person can stream one hour at most would be very better for the it'd be much better for the platform it'd be better for channel surfing (laughs) idea number two (laughs) more hot tubs (laughs) that was good idea number three lots of strobe lights It's like a ranking system wherein the audience is operating under the impression that popularity is merit. Sure, yeah. They fostered that culture, and you want to know what? They'll never get rid of it. They're top-heavy and they're top-heavy to the death. They'll never not be top-heavy. As much as I dislike purple, I struggle with the idea of championing its demise just because of how much collateral there'll be. I have friends that will be seriously hurt financially if it dies. I don't want it to die, but I'm certainly not going to give it free, free, free capital. Not after what they did to me. No, 
I know people stream over there and they make an honest living and they're nice and they're good and they're great and sure. You know what my 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 the dream boat scenario valiant would be that Amazon would come in and fire everybody that's that's running the company because they're they're it's like 75% of the people that are, that are working there and running the company they don't even know what they're doing or they don't have they don't have any business being in the position they're in replace your CEO replace all of them restructure the whole dadgum company and then do internal investigations on every single suspension that has ever happened and then we all know what would happen we all know what would happen if they did that <laughs> We all know what would happen. And then everybody else that streams and had nothing to do with the crap that went on could, could flourish and grow beneath better leadership. Can't wait to try the Zubair roast. <laughs> Thank you, King Keys. I appreciate that. Nice picture in the Discord of the Rageous Roast coffee. We sold like six orders of coffee today. I thought we might get ten orders. I was like, can we get ten orders? You need a strong Twitch to have a strong YouTube. For live streaming, I think the competition is good. That's a well-made point, Eugene. Like, if Purple continues to be a, a dominant force in the industry, that's good for YouTube. I do. Creature says, I have great friends and longtime clients on Purple. I advise them daily to prepare for an exit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What's the biggest single order of coffee you've gotten so far? We had a day where we had 19 orders, and then we had a day where I think we had like 26. I think. I think like 26 might be the record 19 if not it's 19 I think it's 26 we also had a 19 and then some of our bigger days recently have been right around 10 or more orders like sometimes I think we've had between 10 and 14 recently on some days really really great to see to see members going up to see the sub count going up coffee orders it's uh it's been it's just been phenomenal the, the fact that the fact that we're we got 15 days I don't think it's going to happen but man I would love to walk into January 1st with 10k subs that would just be a friggin dream and it's we're going to be very close we're going to be very close the, the, the daily streams and the growth have just been phenomenal you guys have been going awesome oh yeah yeah oh single order not single day yeah we limit it to 5 we limit it to 5 I can buy a couple thousand if you want. Why would you do that? We only have like a little over 200 in inventory of each flavor. We have like maybe 800 bags of coffee right now on hand if you add up every single flavor. Eugene says, look at other video services. It got worse over the years because of non-competition. Why does the app suck? Because no one else is pushing them to make it better. Wait. <clears throat> the purple, I think the purple app is good. 
the YouTube streaming app is no good because they got rid of YouTube gaming. So any updates or incremental things that they would be doing to the live streaming environment hasn't really been happening. I think they're going to push and launch a YouTube gaming app. Lono should be the community manager at Midnight. I think you meant to say Midnight Society. Why are videos filled with ads every five minutes? Because no one is pushing otherwise. I'm talking about YouTube. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Right, 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 right. Well, videos filled with ads every five minutes has nothing to do with YouTube not being pressured. It's because streamers, I'm sorry, YouTubers that are super popular know they can do it. Dude, go and watch a guy that's got a million subs and watch a video that's six months old. It's absurd. It's absurd. Why? Because he doesn't need you to watch his video. And if you're going to, he's going to beat the snot out of you with ads. Ad placement's done by the creator. It has nothing to do with competition. If there was a competitive video platform out there right now, that wouldn't affect that at all. Ad saturation on YouTube has nothing to do with YouTube not having competition. It's because YouTubers get to be such a size that it doesn't freaking matter. They're like, I have a million subscribers. That video is basically done. Once it's outside its 48-hour window, it's basically done. Once it's outside the two-week window, they're going to blitz it with ads. Why? If you're going to watch it that late to the punch, well, I'm going to smack you over the head with ads. That's not my attitude. I'm saying when you got a million subs, the platform would step in. No, it wouldn't. Platform would only step in if you could measurably, measurably determine that ad saturation on a video older than two weeks was hurting viewership retention and activity on the platform, which it probably wouldn't because of the way that videos are watched and relevancy works. No way. No way. The, the, the platform wouldn't step in. Not not in a million years. Even if there was even if there was a competitive t- platform out there, no, th- the platform would never step in unless they could definitively prove that yeah, after two weeks and you go back and you add this level of advertisements to your videos, yeah, we don't want you to do that because it's hurting retention on the platform. They would never say that because it's unlikely that that would happen. You could see them stepping in only if it's hurting the bottom line, and it wouldn't hurt the bottom line because that's not how video like that's not how video relevancy works. After two weeks, the video is basically coasting, getting getting peanuts a day. So they're going to increase the ad saturation on the video. What does that do? It does a couple of things. It makes them money, and number two, it motivates you to watch the video as soon as it hits, and that gives it better velocity, and that gives it better growth, and that gives it better viewership. That gives it better relevancy and suggests and searchability and discoverability because more people are watching it. They're never going to not have... They would never disallow that because it feeds into the ecosystem. It does. It 100% feeds into the ecosystem. They would never They would never tell people to stop doing that. Unless, again, they could definitively prove that it was hurting thing. Vapor says the vertical BR images he tees seem like an innovative direction on the BR genre. Yeah, if you're tuning in, sorry, we're getting a little stuck on like YouTube versus purple, which makes sense because we're talking Dr. Disrespect. Dr. Disrespect Midnight Society Game Studio would love to hear what you think. Do you think his game's going to be good or not? Hit subscribe if you want to talk in our chat. We'd love to meet you. You can take our poll at the top of the chat as well. Hercules coming in, adding to the member count today, trying to get the 400 members. And Hercules says, I'll sign up. Welcome to Gaming Tier 1. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes, your dope and deserve dope stuff. Remember that you get increased access in our Discord, but if you don't like Discord servers or don't use them, no worries. All we need to do is be able to see your badge in chat on a Friday night if you want to join us for Halo Infinite Custom Games or uh, 
or Jackbox. Well, Jackbox, you have to use Discord because I have to put the code in there first. I can't give that to the public chat because then we'll end up with a bunch of uh, people in that we, you know, I can't really filter that. And then somebody could come in and write something offensive or something and we'd have no way to know who it was. So much of YouTube isn't about, hey, this is important right now. I want shoutcasting. All right, okay, okay. For those of you who don't know, I have, uh, I'm an experienced and, and, and creature checked me on this. I was like, dude, I can shoutcast like a professional. He's like, no, you're a professional shoutcaster. <laughs> when you've been contracted multiple times to professionally shoutcast, you're a professional shoutcaster. So, yeah. Nobody sees my comments. I see your comments, Casual Craig. Are you in live chat? So sure, if your content's based on relevancy in the moment, you don't care and the platform doesn't care. But that... I'm not sure the point that you're making then, Eugene, because like most of what drives YouTube is relevancy. Like That's why 71% of the content views comes from suggestions, because they're trying to keep you on that hopper of like, hey, you like this video? Check out this video. Oh, you like that? Check out this. Oh, you like that? Check out this. And... From the studies they've done, you're less likely to show up in a suggest or a search algorithm once your video is older than two weeks because YouTube knows that you're less likely to click on a two-week-old video. I'm curious who all the partners are. Who's really footing this bill? That is an excellent question. Who is going to be the publisher behind Midnight Society? Yeah. Sliver of health in the dream. That's right. Yeah, I miss shoutcasting. It is really, really fun. I told Creature because he's like, well, he's like, if the viewership trends continue the way they're going, he's like, you're going to have to scale back on the drinks. And I was like, look, if I see 500 people in the arena on a Friday night, I'll put the drink down and I'll put on a, I'll put on a show. <laughs> I'll put on a GD show, I told him. <laughs> I, was like, I will put on a show. I will put the drink down. Mm-mm-mm. Who's their CFO? They haven't said yet. They have um, a creative director, a studio head, a CEO, gameplay engineer, concept artist, marketing, and PR. Nobody's been listed as their CFO yet. What is Shoutcast? Shoutcast is when you're watching somebody play a sport or, or a video game. And like, if I was Shoutcasting Fortnite, you know what I'm saying? As the ring's closing, they're going to have to head to the northwest, and they got to really watch out for the crossfire on that western hill. That team is already entrenched up there in the building, and here come the grenades. They're going to have to build and dig in. This is not what they wanted to see. The storm is nipping at their heels, and it will be the end of their team. They're down, and they're out. That's shoutcasting. Bet the CEO becomes a CFO. Well, that's Sumit. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Gupta. Sumit Gupta. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing based off of other names I've seen similar in a similar way. Drunk shoutcasting could get wild. Yeah. Yeah, color commentator. Right, right, right. 
Reaction videos, concert videos, etc. You are professional. Don't sell yourself sell yourself short. Preacher's been telling me he's like, I think you forget who you. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I think some people have forgotten who you are, and I think you're forgetting who you are. He's like, do you remember? He's <laughs> like, you were a main stage host at E3. You shoutcasted Fortnite on numerous occasions, professionally under contract. Like, I think you're forgetting who you are. And I'm like, well, a lot's happened. <laughs> a lot's happened. You know, I kind of, I, 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 I've said this before. I've, I've kind of shed that persona a little bit. I think I show up more as myself these days, and so I forget that the persona of Lono very much was going to become a. I, I it was it was happening between between split screen it, it split screen was the beginning I had other show ideas I I think we were well on our way to being to being a, a central figure I, I think we were there we were right at the beginning stages like the lights were lighting up it was like this is gonna work because when nobody else is doing something and you're the first to do it everybody else is gonna be copying. I had some visionary ideas that we could still bring to light. I had two other show ideas. One was almost done. One was almost ready to go. And I was talking to uh, people like Martha Harms and Zeke, and I was going to reach out to Paladin Amber. And all that show was going to be just great. Oh, golly, it was going to be so funny. I had the right connections to funny people, man. Oh, golly. The second show was going to be so good. It really was. Shoutcasting is super fun. Did on a small level for Mortal Kombat tournaments, mainly just helping people out. It's fun. I just started dorking around with it when playing Fortnite with the community, and people were like, have you ever done this before? And I was like, no. And they were like, you you sound like a professional. I was like, I don't know, I'm just goofing around. And so then I started practicing, and then I put together a tape and a reel and... One of the biggest, one of the biggest talent agencies in the industry, the, the, the talent agency that represents Golden Boy, they reached out to me and they were going to have me do a tournament in Canada, and um, then Epic just yanked the reins back and was like, "No, we're going to control all esports and tournaments pertaining to our property that is known as Fortnite," and all those tournaments got shut down. It was such a freaking bummer, because then they handpicked all the people and somebody got me, uh, somebody got me blacklisted at Epic. And um, that was over. That ship sailed. That was the end of that. I agree with what Eugene is saying. There's a large section of YouTube that doesn't rely on being relevant right now. Well, sure. And a lot of what you're referring to might be considered like evergreen content, like a guy showing you how to change, you know, your your oil or to repair a doorbell. That's evergreen content that'll never go away. And truth be told. If, if somebody deals in evergreen content, they are not as belligerent with their ad placement because they understand they understand that's not going to go over well for them. Does that make sense? Like evergreen content, they're going to be a lot more gen- gentle with the ad placement because they know that that would be destructive to their model. Uh, we got an order of coffee here, taking us to seven orders for the day. Dark roast and a frickmas blend to swap zombie. Thank you very much. So yes, evergreen content, yeah. Relevant content, front of the wave content, no. No, that's, that's that doesn't apply. They would never come in and tell you not to do that. 
If you Google something, you get YouTube results. Yeah, it's all interwoven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%, it's all interwoven. Mm-hmm. And when you're riding the backbone of Google, that's just I that that's just unbelievable. We had a stream about what was it about? We had a stream about something in New World and we got so much hate on the stream because it was showing up as the lead video in Google results. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It was like, what the frick is going on? It was unbelievable. If you guys are tuning in for Dr. Disrespect or Midnight Society, we appreciate you being here. And if you're interested in his studio, feel free to hit subscribe and ask me any questions. We have covered it today. I do have their site pulled up here. Um, And we've definitely been talking about it. And uh, I want to know what you guys think. Do you guys think the game will be good? Um, I actually think it will be, and I made my case. I can give you my Cliff's Notes right now if you're new and you haven't been here before. I think that Doc is handling this more like Guy Beam and more like a businessman. I think he's doing that more than he typically does things as Doc. Typically, when he does things as Doc, it's hyperbolic. We've got four million people in the arena, right? He, he, you know, he talks about the flip phone and all this other stuff. It's a lot of showmanship, and that's why I love him, but... I also love him because he's an amazing visionary. He's a really smart businessman. And I think when I look at the talent that he's scooped up and the way they put this together, he's not being like hyperbolic doc. He's like, no, proof is in the pudding. We got a site. We got a name. We got a verified Twitter handle. I got X-Halo and X-Call of Duty developers working on this game. So Dr. Disrespect Midnight Society Game Studio... It's gonna it's 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 doing things, man. It's gonna be doing things. This isn't just this isn't just showmanship. Lono thinks it's gonna be a good game because it's gonna release on the PS5. <laughs> um. We made a video about Trash Godfall months ago that consistently outperforms stuff we make today, and this is not a bad thing. Right. Doc's the persona, guy is the businessman. Yeah, yeah. And if you're a member of the Champions Club, we're always we're always open to meeting you. We love meeting members of the Champions Club, you know. If Doc's streaming, you're probably watching him. You're not here. <laughs> you're not here right now. Making Evergreen out is bad. I think this entire argument or discussion started, Eugene, because you made it sound as though if a video has a bunch of ads on it because it's older than two weeks, that YouTube would step in and tell people not to do that if if they were if there was a competitive you know video channel out there. And I think our pushback was that just isn't true because generally how the website works is they make most of their money on the video in the first two weeks anyway and after that they put all those ads on there because it creates a behavioral trend for the person to click on the video as soon as it's published and they're going to make more money on you anyway if they beat you over the head with ads because you really want to watch the video now evergreen content falls into a different category for to a certain extent because if you're like if you're billy bob's repair shop and you're like here's how you repair a doorbell here's how you rewire a light switch that content will be relevant until the end of time for the most part and so that kind of a content creator isn't going to do the thing that we were talking about. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to do that. They're not going to bludgeon people with ads because their content's evergreen. 
I'm arguing that someone said YouTube is not where you go for current things. Yeah, I mean, that, that too is just not true. That too is just not true. That's what I go to YouTube for. I hate that my feed is full of time-relevant crap because of subscriptions, but ultimately, that was my choice. I got news for you, Eugene. I do, I do. You gotta understand something. You use the platform in just such a strange and anomalous way. I, I, I don't... I don't know if your your feedback is representative of the of the the people at large. What is this? This is the midnightsociety.com website. Dr. Disrespect Midnight Society Game Studio is um newly announced a AAA game studio with X Halo developers and X Call of Duty developers and they will be making a PVP game in the Unreal Engine 5. And we are asking the audience if we think if you think the game is going to be good. And you don't have a lot to base it on right now. I made a pretty good case for why I think the game will be good. Um, I, I can flesh out my case a little bit more. I basically talked about how he's not approaching the situation as Doc. He's approaching the situation as Guy Beam. Let's talk about the next layer as to why I think it'll be really, really good. I think when you, t- when you combine expertise and talent, great things happen. And I think not only does he have a lot of expertise from the veterans in the development industry, he has his own expertise and talent. He's worked on Call of Duty maps before. Dr. Disrespect is easily one of the most forward-thinking visionary entertainers within the live streaming space. Um, Even if you don't like him, you can see that he he has disrupted the industry. To the point that Purple Platform banning him is biting them on the rear end because people want to play with Doc. He is a cyclone-like figure. Tim the Tapman does not need to play with the dock. Tim could literally stream himself painting his fingernails and he would he would be making virtually the same amount of money, okay? Timmy don't need dock. And Tim plays with dock regularly. Why? Because dock is a mover and a shaker. He's a visionary. You want to be near them. You want to be close to the sun because it shines bright, right? And so, well, unless you're Icarus. So... I, I do. I think I think Doc's in a position to pull in talent and expertise and insight. Think about the pool of people he can call on for playtesting. He can call on some of the greatest, most experienced minds in live streaming a battle royale. Playtest this and tell me what you think. Because they can think from the realm of it's a spectacle. There's a narrative. There's a drama. And it's great. And it's fun. And it's exciting. If, if you have a BR that can check those boxes, you'll dominate. You'll dominate. I have said for such a long time, there is a new element to game design, and it is the live audience. If you can take a game and make it enjoyable for the person playing it and super great to watch, you have won the video game lottery because everybody will know about your game and play your game to a greater degree than if it wasn't streamable. And I've talked about how Battle Royale games are in the, in the, in the most literal sense one of the most streamable games because you immediately know what's going on. If you tune into a Battle Royale right now, you know how many kills does this guy have? How much time is left? Where is he on the map? Is the zone closing? How many people are left in the game? Is this a top 10 situation? Did he just drop? Is he got a high kill game going? You know immediately. You don't have to ask a single question. It's like when you tune into sports and you're like, we got the Titans versus the Tigers, and it is 21 to 7, and the score is right there on the screen. BRs 
changed the game because you don't need to wait. You don't need to ask. You don't need the player to check the scoreboard. When you tune into a BR, you immediately know what's going on and it changed the landscape of streaming permanently. And if a game, if a PvP game can harness that power and be great, praised, and lauded by the streamers and the viewers are cheering from the stands, you have a you have a rocket ship in your hands. It will absolutely take off. That's what Fortnite did. Fortnite changed live streaming and video games for forever. And I don't think people realize it. Or the people that do realize it are doing what Doc's doing. Fortnite is one of the most tectonic industry disruptions that I have I think I've ever seen. I, I, it's it's unbelievable what it did to the industry. And the thing that Fortnite won't do, Doc and Midnight Society can do. Dr. Disrespect, Midnight Society, they can do what Fortnite never could. They can deliver optimized Unreal Engine 5 greatness and build it for competitive, super entertaining, fill the arena with seats, fill the arena with seat butts in the seats. He can do it. If there's somebody that can do it, it's him. Because here's something we've been talking about with 343 and Halo Infinite. We've talked about the lack of vision. We've talked about the mismanagement. We've talked about the fact that they don't seem to know the game that they want to build. You need a visionary in charge. And if there's somebody in the industry right now who's a visionary, it's the doc. It's the doc. Without question, I think the leading visionary in in streaming. I don't think anybody comes close to him. A lot of these other guys are just riding high off of being early adopters. Doc's Doc's the leader as far as being a visionary. And you got him vision casting your game. And he's considering all angles. The guy's brilliant. He's considering all angles. The UI, the gameplay, the pacing the entertainment factor, the narrative, the drama, that all of that can can hit a crescendo that no other game will be able to hit because all these other games all these other games are trying to capitalize on a trend. They're not trying to set their own. That's the difference. I think that's going to be the difference between what Dr. Disrespect, Midnight Society, Game Studio. I think that right there that is going to be the difference. All these other games are trying to capitalize on a trend. Doc's going to create a trend. I think that's the difference. Because that's what he's doing. He's already doing it. He's already changing things. He's already done it. It's like when the Joker tells Batman, you've changed things. We can't go back to the way that things were. Like, Doc has changed people's perception of what the live environment can can be. It's it's you're voting on a tactical shooter? No, no way. It'll be a BR. I will put I will literally put $50 on the table right now. I will pay you $50 if it's not a BR. It will be a BR. Battle Royales create a drama and a narrative that's different every time. They're just, they're ripe. They are ripe for live streaming greatness. 
I, I can't see him going down, whittling things down to a, to a tactical shooter. No. CSGO and Valorant and over and who knows what the frick's going to happen with Overwatch 2. But CSGO and Valorant, let them have that corner of the market. That's not a market that I see Doc trying to lean into. CSGO and Valorant is nothing. He's never really dabbled there for very long, if at all. That's no. No. It will be the BR. He's already said it's a vertical BR. Right, he's already laid out a concept for a vertical BR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He picked the wrong talent for attack shooter. Yeah, the talent he's chosen, that's another good point. The talent that he's chosen, absolutely not. I can't see it being attack shooter. No way. We'll have to account for inflation in five years when they finish the game. You'll owe me 500. It's not going to take five years to build this game, homie. One and a half tops. One and a half tops. Unreal Engine 5 building a BR? They don't need five years. No. One and a half to two years tops. This thing will be brought to market very quickly. Very quickly. They slapped Fortnite together so dadgum fast. Fortnite Battle Royale? Come on now. Come on now. It's unreal, baby. It's agile. Agile. It's pristine. What's meant by vertical BR? I believe the idea is that you're attempting to... You go up vertically as you play, right? I've not seen his. I've not seen his drawing, but when I hear, it, that's what I thought. Is like there won't be like zone closure. There'll be like zones pressuring you to go up. You divert the vertical nature of the game. It's like you're, 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 you're thinking. You're thinking in the realm of like narrowing and getting higher. Foggy says correct. Okay. Yeah, I've not seen. I've not seen it. They had a bunch of assets already, not completely fair comparison. Sure, sure, but like I said, Eugene, a year and a half, year and a half to two years. Two years tops. Two years tops. This thing lands holiday 2023. That's my prediction. Holiday 2023 or earlier. This isn't going to be a five-year development game. Absolutely not. No. All they had to do is build a map. Sure, sure. I think the people he's pulling in working on Unreal Engine 5, I don't think it'll be that hard for them to crank out an amazing an amazing BR in two years. I could be wrong, but I think this is going to have to come to market relatively quickly. He painted a picture of everyone spawning on a different floor of a building and the building is on fire. The fire is random in the building each match. That's what I pictured it as. Like You're literally going up you know, there'd be elevators, there'd be stairwells, there'd be escalators, you know, you'd have grapples. Yeah. Like the UBBR that didn't do that well? <laughs> hey, come on now. Come on now. Come on now, baby. Don't be rude. I don't think it's going to go the way of a UB game, that's for sure. How many devs total, though, right now? Um, I don't know if they have all the devs listed on the site. They have a creative director, studio head, and a gameplay engineer, and a concept artist. Six points total? Okay. 
if you're new and you're just tuning in, if you're new and you're just tuning in, uh, we are covering the Dr. Disrespect Midnight Society Game Studio announcement. I do gaming uh, talk shows Monday through Friday, like video game news, basically, like gaming news. And uh, if you're enjoying the show, do me a favor and hit subscribe. You can introduce yourself in chat. Subscribing is required to talk in chat, but subscribing is free. You can also take our poll. Dr. Disrespect Game Studio, Midnight Society, will the game be good? 700 votes already. Holy moly, a lot of votes. We must be having a lot of drive-by viewers right now because they're not subbing or saying anything, but they're stopping in. We appreciate you stopping in. When's Lono going to announce that he's the CM for Midnight Society? I really think you guys underestimate how much companies are going to stay away from me. <laughs> I really think you underestimate how it's how unlikely it is that that uh, right now, especially after I just absolutely poked the bungee hornet nest. I don't think so. I got out a sword and just shoved it in the hornet's nest. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? The public could be looking at bungee and being like, "Those guys are a joke." You know, I don't know. Who knows? Guy like Doc, company like his could be like, we think you guys are a bunch of chumps. And the public would, but the public would run with that. They'd be like, well, they don't care. <laughs> That's the end of that, I guess. That's the end of that. A Logan Paul Lono boxing match. Oh yeah, I would, I would get in the boxing ring with him. Yeah, that's fine. You want to pay me a million dollars to black my eye and then I'm like, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Take care of my kids' college if they want to do college or some seed money for a business. I'll do that. I'll let Logan Paul punch me in the face. <laughs> Daddy, why do you have a black eye? Well, they don't call me that, Papa. Papa, why do you have a black eye? It's for your future. <laughs> for your, it's for your future. Oh, it hurts. you do become a CM, the first thing you would need to do is at Cosmo and DMG? No. I'm done done with them. They don't matter. They don't matter to me. You know what I'm saying? Fast forward, and this channel channel hits some really great, amazing sub. You know, a couple of years, we're sitting on 100k and just doing our thing. They don't matter. Who are they? Who Who are they? You know what I mean? can virtue signal to the applause of 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 insects i don't care let me be petty (laughs) if i've proven anything is i am i i am very much hesitant to be petty i try not to be so you're going to be on another podcast with ginger prime tomorrow yeah what time is that It, it got moved a couple of times is it one I think it's one. 12 a.m.? 12 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, 12 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. 12 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. I've had a couple people, too, from the Destiny community suddenly follow me on Twitter. I'm like, are you following just for the spectacle, or are you getting ready to, like, bury a hatchet? I don't know. That what happened didn't keep you down. Can't really keep can't really keep me down, dude. If 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 I've proven anything, <laughs> if I'm proven anything, dude, 
can't really keep me down. It's because of my low center of gravity. It's because I'm so short. I haven't rescheduled. One. It says 12 a.m. on the thing. Oh, are they central? They might, they're, they're central, aren't they? Boop, 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 boop. 5-2, Lono's used to being down. <laughs> Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Because of your strong foundations, that's true. It's going to take more than two years to develop if the game that won't be early access with tons of bugs. I don't know. I think the scope of a BR is a lot more simple than you than you might think, Dwayne. Imagine, imagine if Battlefield would have been one map. Do you think they'd have the problems that they have right now? If it was one map? I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not being like contentious or contentious or like snippy. I'm being dead serious. Do you think if like Battlefield 2042 was one map, do you honestly think they'd have the problems they're having right now? No, I don't think so. I think when you strip things down, you have a single map, a single pool of weapons, and no vehicles. Let's just say they don't do vehicles. I don't know, man. I think that really shrinks scope. The more controlled the scope of this game, the better it'll be, and the more efficiently they can make it. Map doesn't solve game mechanic issues. I'm not saying that it does, but I'm certainly saying that most of the time a a game hits the market with all those problems, it's because of scope creep. They know what they're doing. But the game's scope got so big and so crazy that a bunch of problems went unchecked. If you shrink the scope, like comparing Battlefield 2042 to a BR, I just, I, I, I think, I don't necessarily think it's a fair comparison. You know what I mean? Tomorrow's stream with Ginger. Uh, what are we talking? New World? I think we're talking New World and something else. And then the after show, we're going to get into some, the, you know, bungee topics. You're comparing a multi-million dollar company to a studio's first game, even if they do have experience. You got ex-Call of Duty devs and ex-Halo devs. I don't know if you would say this is their first game. Their first game together, sure. Titanfall. Titanfall was their fir- was Respawn's first game. How long was Titanfall in dev? I wonder. I wonder what the dev cycle was for Titanfall 1. I wonder. Take the cla- they take the old school Infinity Ward guys, they build a studio and crank out Titanfall 1, one of the most beloved first person shooters ever. I, I wonder. I wonder what the dev cycle was on that. Five years? That, they weren't, they, when they disbanded from Infinity Ward, it wasn't five years prior to the launch of Titanfall. I don't think. I don't think that that's true. When did they? Li- when were they dismissed? They were dismissed from Infinity Ward. I'm pretty sure Titanfall arrived shortly after that. Two, maybe three years later. We got to look up the timeline on that. That might help my argument. It might hurt my argument. I don't know. I'm. My memory is that they were dismissed, and within a short order, Titanfall landed. It wasn't a lot of time. You're saying 2010 to 2014, so it was four years. Pre-production began in 2011. 
Okay, so pre-production began in 2011, and when and Titanfall landed in 14. Zampella left Activision in 2012, Titanfall in 2014. Come on now, we're talking a two to three year window then. I said two years tops. So I'm being I'm being ambitious for him. It could be three. Let's just say three years. It was three years they merged the campaign into the multiplayer. Right. Okay. Okay. So I'm being ambitious. Titanfall took three years. It did. And it was it was immaculate. It was it was a wonderful game. Do you want to know why Titanfall ran so well? They kept their scope in check. They didn't have a thousand weapons. They had like six. They didn't have 18 different mechs. They had like two, maybe three. I was wrong. It was 2010 when he left. Okay. So in my mind, you got Doc, you got this team. Don't forget that the tech's gotten better. Unreal Engine 5. They're going to be building an Unreal Engine 5. Like, I'm telling you, two years. This has got to hit market quick. They used Source Engine, which helped, right? Pre-existing stuff, right? I could definitely see this coming together faster than Titanfall did. The engine was awful, though, so Unreal, they might get it done in a year or two. Striker, Ogre, and Atlas? Yeah, it was three. It was three. That's right. It was three. I thought it I was like two or three. Two or three t- t- uh, Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Striker, Striker, the Ogre, and the Atlas. Has anyone played Cyberpunk recently? It's on sale. One in a good place. It From the beginning, Valiant... If you look at the overarching uh, reviews of Cyberpunk on PC, they're great. If you look at the most recent, like, 30 days, they're really great. It got an extremely bad rap because of its performance on old consoles. I think it deserved the criticism, it deserved the, the, the fallout, but I think if you play it on PC, you're going you're gonna to probably find that the game is in a pleasant uh, position. I wouldn't say award-winning, but in a pleasant position. Like, hey, this isn't so bad. This is, this is, this is a decent game for the money. I think its pacing is atrociously bad. You're gonna you're in the freaking tutorial for five hours, which I think is a horrible choice. One and a half to two years is not ambitious. Titanfall would have been extremely harder because of all the game mechanics. BR mechanics are ridiculously simple. That's what I'm saying. It's a BR. Now, if he wants to make this a vertical BR, it's the same principle. You're just saying instead of being spread out, it's more spread up, and then you just have a fire that's making people go upwards you know I bet you they use Fahrenheit in the name I bet you they use Fahrenheit in the name um truth down brand new membership thank you so much dude we are inching closer we needed i think 29 members to hit 400 members and we got i think 10 new members on the on the stream today earlier stream today and then uh that's three for this stream so thank you so much man we are we are we are doing excellent thank you so much for that brand new membership enjoy your dope badge and emotes maybe we'll see you friday night for halo infinite custom games that is something you can take advantage of um, 
how many members did we get on on this morning stream eight new members sorry eight new members thank you guys for being here we appreciate it very very much gifted memberships when next year we're hoping january we're really hoping january if you guys are interested in some halo infinite custom games we'll be doing it friday night you need to be a member here or on any of my channels you don't have to get into discord but as a member you get increased access in our discord so if you're looking for people to connect with and play with it's a great place for that been on spotify for years love the content at least a year well thank you if you want to support me there's a variety of ways to do that the easiest way is to hit subscribe smash that like button give that thumbs up button a smash let's get to 300 likes it helps this video get seen by more people if you're new we're happy to meet you subscribing is free the join button or exclamation point join in the chat is a way to become a paid member and if you want to buy some of my coffee it's not some other company it's ours so if you're if you're a fan of coffee you can check out our coffee if you're doing some christmas shopping some last minute christmas shopping uh, my shirt is from 80s Tees. The disc plate's back there. I have a link below in the description for disc plate that'll give you a great discount, or you can use disc plate command. Uh, my shirt, you can use the shirt command or the link below. Code LONO will get you 30% off over there at 80s Tees. And our coffee makes a great stocking stuffer as well. All of our coffee has balanced acidity, which makes it incredibly drinkable, and our fans will tell you that they love it. Uh, it's gotten very, very good reviews and, and, and feedback. If you're doing any last minute shopping on Amazon, you can also use my Amazon link in the description below or the Amazon command that affiliate link doesn't give you a discount but it supports me if you click that link before ordering anything so we appreciate that very 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 much um you guys have been you guys have been doing awesome with that you guys have been doing awesome with that uh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll be right back I'm gonna run upstairs really really quickly I'll be right back uh don't go anywhere keep smashing that like button we're almost at 300 likes and uh I have a great premiere today over on our larger channel, SNTR Presents. It's about how the Twitch boost system that I called a scam, it reportedly doesn't do anything. So I was proved right. So stick around for that. That's going to be in about an hour. All right. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.
All right, I'm back. Murph says, you bet your stream, Lono, that as soon as YouTube ads gifted subs, I'm going to dump a bunch on people. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. We got about an hour left in this show, and I got to tell you, today has just been another stellar day. If you're a newer member of the community, hanging out, listening, lurking, watching, or you've been here for a long time, I got to tell you, it just, there's there's a real special feeling that I get when... Um, I can cover such diverse topics and just get so much support. Um, it's amazing uh, to cover New World and then Halo and then Halo and then Doc to cover Bungie, t- Elden Ring, Video Game Awards. Uh, it's just, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's it's special. It really is that, that you guys are, are entrusting me with your with your daily dose of entertainment uh, to such a degree um, it's crazy it's crazy we, we've we been doing variety for a while and it, I, I gotta tell you it's tough and, uh, and you guys have really you guys have really responded and it's just been a freaking blast and uh, onward and upward man 10k subs it might, it might actually happen I don't know we want to have 10k before the new year and dadgummit man we are just we are just cruising. We were like, man, there's nothing going on in December. It's just going to slow down. It's going to be rough, and it just has not been the case. Um, but we're 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 still waiting to see if New World will actually launch that festival. Um, how's today been? Tornado just went through my town Friday. Been helping family clean up. It got really close to us. I live in Louisville. Yeah, we were very lucky and blessed that it didn't come this far because it was a record breaker. What 250 miles or whatever in the world. Just gee, many Christmas. Just insane. Just insane. I'm just here for the coffee and Zubair. I'm just here for the coffee. Stop it. We don't like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have to be part of your journey and see how far you've come. Thank you. You are somewhat tolerable. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hmm. People in town and traveling and stuff. I haven't trimmed my beard in an age. I'm trying not to mess with it so much, but it's driving me crazy. I got to trim it. I live just south. Didn't realize you were so close. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in Louisville for it, next year. It'll be two. It'll be 20 years. It'll be 20 years. I'm going to get to that tipping point where I'll have lived longer here than in the city and state that I grew up in, which is Canton, Ohio. Um, so, Yeah. The uh, moved here in 2002, so we're getting real close to the 20 year mark for me to be in Louisville. And I moved here when I was 21. So, a couple of years away from living here longer than I lived in Ohio. Very get, getting close to that tipping point. Got to trim and color it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's check in on this poll here. We may still be getting some folks, you know, coming in wanting to discuss it. The Dr. Disrespect Game Studio, Midnight Society. Will the game be good? Yes or no? Closing in on a thousand votes. Just stellar. So many people coming in. Thank you so much. If you're new and haven't hit subscribe yet, we'd love to hear from you. 
We'd love to hear from you. We appreciate you being here. Uh, please shave a matching blank spot. You know, I've tried. The, the, the difficulty is, is that even this type of skin, even when you trim it down, you can still see like the hair follicles, follicles. So it still looks dark. You know what I mean? So it doesn't need a cut, but it would benefit a little bit from the dry erase marker. I'm not doing that again. That was a one-time joke. That was a one-time joke. <laughs> Got to use a blade? No, 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 no. I'm not. I don't. I've not touched a blade. An actual razor has not touched my face in since before I was married. I've been married for 14 years. I think 15, maybe 16 years ago. I actually use a razor on my face, and I haven't since. I just trim it down with a beard trimmer. I passed the point where I've lived far away from home longer than I live there. It'll take a while for a single place to surpass that. You miss the long hair? I don't. When I see video footage of me with long hair, I'm like, yeah, I like it. It looks nice. I think I had good hair. Like, some guys have long hair, and it looks awful. It looks, like, dirty. Like, I had good long hair, but I don't miss it at all. I think the short hair is better. thing you used the marker on your face last week was priceless. <laughs> long hair Lono was a jerk. The new Lono is better sometimes. I also don't remember the last time I used a blade. I know I have one around here somewhere. I don't have any in my home. I'd have to use, like, a like like whatever my wife uses to shave her legs. I don't even have any razors in the house. I'm still here. I can heal, hear that. A nice barber tightening it up with a straight razor would be nice. No, my skin gets irritated from it. I'd break out. Like down here, it just gets all inflamed and red. It doesn't, it does, it's awful. I inherited my dad's very sensitive face. When he was in the Air Force, he got medical permission to not have to shave every day because he couldn't. He would be literally like shaving over like bumps. It was awful. I mean, it, it, he couldn't do it. So he actually had to get like medical clearance to not shave every day. You don't shave your neck? No, I just take a beard trimmer to it. This is probably, I don't know, maybe a week, maybe a week after I trimmed it down to the skin. It doesn't, it doesn't itch. No. Mm-mm. I envy everyone with a with a beard waiver. What's good, Zen? If I don't shave, it gets bumps. It can grow a beard due to the pain and discomfort. Oh, you can't grow a beard. Oh, okay. It's called a no-shave profile. Oh, really? So you're saying black folks go into the military and they they get that they get that allotment as well like they don't have to shave as often? I had never heard of that. I knew like I said my dad had to get he had to literally go to the to the to the the barracks doctor or whatever the heck and was like I can't. Like m- m- look at my skin. It's so irritated. I cannot shave. Razors are expensive as smoking. My facial hair is so thick. A good razor only lasts a few shaves. Yeah. Zen says, yep, it's pretty common. Yeah, Zen's in service, so he would know. My beard's got a good five or six inch length off my face. 
I don't like really long bushy beards. I don't. I like on me. I don't like it gets to about here and I'm ready to be done. Like it's it's got a very full and the mustache starts to come down. It lo- I like it. It looks nice, but longer than that on me, I don't like it. It ends up looking I don't even know what to call it. It ends up looking like woodland Amish kind of ZZ top. I just don't think it looks good. There, are, I, I have a friend who has a very good big thick beard and I just, I don't like the way it looks on me. Destiny 2's bounties also steer me into activities I don't want to do. I think Halo's progression system is below average and uh, but better than horrible. I think in general, when a game steers you to where they want you to go and you don't get to go, you don't get the drive, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that is a, that's a mistake. Like, one of the tricks in, I think in game design and even in marketing, right? I think is getting people to do something and they think they're choosing it for themselves. Does that make sense? Like, if they think that they're choosing it themselves, then there is sort of a... There's more of an ownership of it. Like, I did that. Like, have you ever played a game and you get to the end of the video game and the skill tree is completely filled out because you you got to the end? You don't take a lot of pride in that. You, you might in the sense of, like, completionist accomplishment... But it's not like it's your build that you came up with, right? You're like, ooh, I did such a good job. No, you didn't. You got to the end of the game and all the boxes are checked. So you don't take as much pride in it. But when you got a game where you got to pick and you got to choose what you're going to have and you end up with the build and it's strong and it's effective... You, you are proud of that. You have a sense of ownership. You're like, this is my character. This is my build. And that's why... And a lot of that, they've passively guided you toward it, whether it's with you know items that you found or certain things are stronger than others or certain builds clear, have clear synergies with certain items or whatever. They've certainly guided you to it, but they haven't like forced you into it. So when you're sort of forced to go into different playlists or do different things in order to get XP, the player is too keenly aware of what you're trying to do, and the whole illusion breaks down. The fourth wall comes crashing down, and like we see all these guys behind like the mirror that are like trying to monitor your behavior and like, wait, can they see us? Can they see us right now? They can see us. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work. Destiny bounties don't force you anywhere because the bounties themselves aren't necessary. Well, historically, they were extremely necessary for advancing in the battle pass, so I think it's a good analogy, but maybe not anymore because they made them less... They lowered their XP payout or whatever because they were they were too central to the grind, and that's all anybody did was grind bounties in, in a lost sector. Halo challenge is, as you're saying, a better... It is good to point out and say, look, it's practically necessary. After you get after after game four or five, it's like, well, the only decent XP payout is going to be if I do a dadgum challenge. So they become... They become so centric to your experience. You must do them. You know? Got my coffee today. 
and a nice piece of art. The coffee tastes great and did not bother my stomach at all. Hey, MJ, were you one of the were you one of the guys that bought it on my recommendation that like the balance acidity it, it should be easy on your stomach? Because I, I I said to people I'm like you know I, if it's hard on your stomach you know we'll 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 take care of you. But I'd had multiple people tell me that they're like I can't drink coffee it's too hard on my stomach. And then they they tried our our light roast and they were like I actually can drink it because um, of the balance acidity. Oh, you were. You were one of the people. Okay, well, I'm glad. That makes me happy. That makes me happy. If coffee is hard on your stomach in general, the best thing to do also is, and this helps me out, because I used to drink coffee, and then like an hour later, I was like, oh, is drink a junk ton of water as soon as you wake up. It makes the rest of the day so much better. That's why I like the roulette system in Final Fantasy XIV. One day, do a random dungeon. Can still grind endgame currency to my heart's content. Just the roulette gives a good day, uh, once a day bonus. I just accept the lower XP and play what I think is fun. Yeah, I don't think that's a good long-term plan, though. Because I don't think a lot of people are going to have your attitude about it. I think a lot of people are going to be like, this sucks, I'm sick of it. You know? They're like, it sucks. I'm sick of this, dude. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not getting enough XP. This is irritating. You know? I don't think long term. I don't think long term it, it, it'll work that well. It's 15. It might not be in a playlist. I'm not seeing it. All right, hang on. Either that or YouTube's being weird. Because, like... I, I think you're just going to run out of I think you're just going to run out of rope. I think people eventually are going to feel like it's just going to get yanked. They're just going to get that yank back effect of like I'm bored or I'm annoyed or or whatever the case may be. You know. They're going to feel like No, it's in daily talks. Why is it not showing up on the main page then in that playlist? Oh, I know why. I think I might have fiddled with that playlist because we did things in different order with Devin Nash and Bungie. And it, when you do that, it fiddles with the playlist. Because you have to do date added, not date published. Because if you do date added, it'll move Devin Nash to below the Bungie, and that's fine. I didn't like that the one day, but it doesn't matter now. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. There we go. That'll be a good premiere this afternoon, I think. Halo servers are down again, so we get another round of wasted XP boosters so we can be incentivized to buy more. Wait. They don't, shouldn't those XP boosters only be active when you're actively playing? So if you pop an XP booster for two hours, you can only play for an hour. Shouldn't you come back and have an hour left? When coffee's messing with my stomach, I found a simple solution. Just power through it because I ain't going to survive the day without coffee. It, coffee, it worked perfectly. Bear says, none of this conversation should ever be taken as you are having fun wrong. You don't need to defend enjoying things. Right. They're consistently active even when offline. 
Well, can we just call that what it is? That's incredibly stupid. Warzone is the same. XP boost time counts when you're in the lobby. That's so dumb. It shouldn't work that way. If their servers go down, or your internet goes down, or you have a phone call, or you have an emergency, that's just stupid. That's dumb. It's like Call of Duty. You pop the double XP, it lasts an hour regardless if you play or not. That's only okay if it's a booster is like 12 hours or a day. Personally, that's how they have been. Well, I mean, I could just... I, okay, I'm not I'm not saying that like that's, that's, that's dumb because of the industry standard. I'm saying that's just dumb because it's dumb. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's dumb because it's dumb. It's not... I, I'm not saying, well, that's insane. I can't believe they would do that. The industry doesn't do that. I mean, you guys are definitely proving that the industry does do that. I'm, I'm not going to couch my argument in what the industry's doing. I'm couching in the fact that that's just freaking stupid. You know how they changed that? It used to be an hour and they increase it to two. 2K does the same thing. XP boosters run on IRL time, not game time. That, that's, that's just so easily remedied and it's so unnecessary to be like that. Companies just haven't figured... I don't know. Why do you have to be stingy with stuff? Was Doc in the military? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. No idea. Halo Redditors have been pushing for the XP boost to just be the next four to five games. That's how it should work. If you're tuning in, we have discussed, um, we're about two hours into the broadcast. We have discussed the Dr. Disrespect Midnight Society game studio. If you want to throw into the conversation, hit subscribe so you can talk in chat. You can take our poll at the top of chat. Dr. Disrespect Game Studio Midnight Society. Will the game be good? Almost 900 votes, 82% saying yes, 18% saying no. Thank you for being here if you're checking out my stream for the very first time. We do gaming news talk shows Monday through Friday. This is our second show of the day. This morning we talked about the Halo Infinite Battle Pass and why it's still bad. That's why it's coming up again in chat right now. Ignore Reddit, they're just complaining to complain. Real fans play the game and be an STFU. Yeah, Eugene's being sarcastic.
Also, use code LONO in the Epic's Game Launcher. That's true. You can. <laughs> that is certainly true. You can do that. Real Halo, real, real fans play Halo just for fun. We were having that debate recently, um, and it's so funny that, like, that's just, like, a common... I don't know. I don't know where that comes from, because I've been playing, I've been playing online shooters since Quake 2, and even going back that far, I, I just, I don't know if I ever, I don't know if I ever had that attitude about any of it, Right? I was kidding. I think it's stupid. I played all the Halos, and these days, just for fun, doesn't cut it. No, 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 no. I know you guys were kidding, but when we were having this discussion, there were definitely people that were driving that narrative. Driving the narrative, like, just play for fun, just play for fun. It's like, okay, the last time I played a game online PvP just for fun would have been on my PC, Call of Duty 2, in the modded servers where you got like the red the red um, crosshair and the scoring system and everything had been adjusted that was that was an age ago there were call of duty 2 servers where you could log in and they had all these mods and all this stuff these you know and your and your your crosshair was red and it was better and they had like these specialized rules it was really really good they were great servers that was the last time i quote unquote just played for fun from that point on, I was either playing Call of Duty World at War, Modern Warfare 2, and beyond. And that, that means every single time I was playing a shooter from that point on, I was playing a game where there was a sense of progression and leveling and prestige and getting unlocks and getting this and getting that. I wasn't just playing for fun. So it's a bygone era to be like, yeah, just play for fun. Just play for the sake of playing. What the frick? Why? Nobody does that anymore. You know. I just think I just think fanboyism takes people off of a cliff. I think that they just they, they end up defending something that they end up flying off of a cliff and just saying things that are ludicrous. You know. They look back on those times fondly because of the progression customization that came from playing beyond just fun yeah think about all the stuff people were talking about the other day like the things you got in halo i've seen like pictures of the halo ranking system and how much people loved it and praised it and it's like you weren't playing just for fun back then you were playing to rank up and see a number go up like that mattered why can't you just play for the memories that you make along the way (laughs) play movie battles 2 you can play just for fun it's a mod for Jedi Knight Academy I don't think I ever heard of that 
Me as a low rank ran over elite ranks. Hey, man. Just curious. Are you thinking of doing any coverage of Final Fantasy VII PC release tomorrow? Probably not. No. No. Probably not. Generally speaking, we found our our lane and 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 how we can, you know, niche niche down, you know, or niche down. And uh certain games and things just don't don't seem to to fit. Like there's not really a reason for me to cover and play Final Fantasy 7 for an afternoon. Like I know we're missing out on a lot of like new games and we made some changes thinking that like it would open up the runway for me to play new games, but I just I'm just a host in my in my at my core. I'm a talk show host, not a not like a hey come watch me game. There's certainly room for hey come watch me game. Um but it uh it isn't it isn't the main wheelhouse. It just isn't the main wheelhouse. There's been plenty of games that we've just totally skipped out on for that reason. You know, do old Final Fantasy games get re-released a lot? Some of them do. Recently, especially, yeah, yeah, yep. I mean, there it's 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 one of the most popular and most beloved franchises out there. You know, so yes, people. People go crazy for anything Final Fantasy related. Uh, big time. Anything Final Fantasy related. It's like when I when I didn't play the remake for very long, people were pretty irritated with me. <laughs> I was like, I'm just not enjoying this. I think anything the Doc touches will be gold. Yo, what's good, Frank? Playing a game for fun only lasts about two weeks max for a game, says Deadly Dad Gaming. The longevity of a game comes from the long-term goals and progression that you work toward. Yeah, a lot of people would agree with you. Yes. Did anybody play the campaign for Halo? Nobody got any progress if the online or anything from it. Was that not satisfying because you didn't progress? Or did you play it because it was fun? Let me ask you something, elitist. Are you going to go back and replay that campaign a thousand times? Because that's essentially like asking somebody to play PvP and never make any sense of progression. That's what you're asking. You're asking them to replay something over and over and over again with zero sense of progression. There is a sense of progression in the campaign. Do you want to know what it is? It's the linear completion of the story in the campaign. You do get a sense of progression. You're going to the next mission. Oh, by the way, you do get things in the campaign that you unlock. You get the Spartan cores to spend in your skill tree. There are things you can find in the game that are cosmetics as well for your Spartan and multiplayer. But in general, you do. You, you play through it and you get a sense of progression. You're doing the next thing. You're getting stronger. Your skill tree is getting filled out. Yeah, and you can get armor from the campaign as well. As Doc mentioned the genre for the game, it'll be a PvP game for sure. He's 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 made mention, this is their website here, Midnight Society. He's made mention of doing a vertical BR where like you're in a building and the fire is random every game and you need to climb to get away from it. I could see like you're basically fighting over an escape helicopter at the top. Like that's how you get away. You know what I mean? 
Hilly says that line of argument falls down when you look at the Master Chief Collection. Right, the Master Chief Collection has an amazing battle pass. Do you remember when we covered we covered the Halo Infinite Battle Pass when they announced that there'd be no FOMO? And everyone went nuts, and everyone said, this isn't surprising, they did such a good job with the Master Chief Collection Battle Pass. The sense of progression is so baked in, you don't even realize it. That's why it sticks out so much when it's bad. Right. Can you repeat the missions, or you'd have to start the game over from the beginning? Yeah, you you, ha- you have to start the missions over from the very, very beginning. You can't replay particular missions. That is something that is missing. Because um, that's that's a standard feature. That's like a standard feature in, uh, in Halo traditionally. And that's gone in this version. It's gone in this version. Weezy's like, I mean, there's no FOMO, but it's just a dog crap battle pass. <laughs> if you guys were tuning in for the Dr. Disrespect Midnight Society game studio update or discussion or whatever, you can take the poll at the top of the chat. Dr. Disrespect Game Studio Midnight Society. Will the game be good? The game that they end up making, will it be good? I want to know what you think. I made my own argument about why I think it will be good curious if anybody's disagreeing with that sentiment it is going to be almost in a thousand vote poll with an 82 percent saying yes if you're new and want to talk in chat be sure to hit subscribe it's free to subscribe and then you can let us know what you think in chat we are going to be doing some halo infinite custom games on friday night again we did some last week you do need to be a member if you want to join us um but you don't have to become a member we are asking for folks to try to hit the 400 member count on this channel this morning when we started, we needed about 29 members new to do that, and we have gotten 11. So we, we got almost, we got over a third of the way there just in one day. So if we hit uh, 400 members before Friday, I'll bring back my split-screen esports casting desk, which uh, I'll give you a little sample. I've been giving people samples. This is the transition screen. There you go. I'll give it to you one more time. There you go. So that's the transition screen. It's a it's a fully decked out uh, casting desk studio scene that was built for me by uh, by some some dope homies, and uh, it was a long time ago. And we're thinking of bringing it back. And um, if the support for Friday nights is insane, when good things will happen. Just trust me on that. We eliminated FOMO. How? We didn't make anything worthy of fearing you'd miss it. <laughs> uh, Got to save that membership money for Halo armor. Sorry. (laughs) Better start prepping the desk. I have a feeling it's going to work out. The future might be interesting if Doc's game has really good aim assist on controller. Maybe. I don't know about Doc. I don't know what Doc and his boys and his homies think of aim assist, though. Weezy says, if you ask me, I would rather have a battle pass that expires and respects my time versus one that lasts for forever and is god-awful. I'm taking the former 10 times out of 10. Do you know why I agree with you, Weezy? Because it's better for people to feel satisfied in the present when somebody in the future might be a little disappointed with FOMO, but it's far better for your captive and engaged audience to feel really good about what they're experiencing. That's way more important. And they're failing to do that right now. They're failing to deliver that. Oh, that was a JK. I was like, I don't know about that. Where do we turn in for more shoutcasting? We do a Friday night stream with me and Hilly every week here on this channel. 8 p.m. Eastern every Friday, right here. 
and we've been just playing games and laughing and this last week we did Halo Infinite custom games with you guys and me and Hilly like shoutcasted you guys it was hysterical we had a great turnout and uh I said to today, I said this week I said you get me into 400 members I said I'll bring back the split screen desk we'll do a special episode on Friday night that might not be the last you see a split screen but that's all I'm gonna say no better game to bring back uh, split screen than for Papa Halo right <laughs> split desk have you not seen Doc's rants about control aim assist no but I know him and the boys don't like it you lost your voice have you gotten it back <laughs> You were already scratchy coming into the night, though. You were probably dealing with allergies or something. I don't think it was the shoutcasting that did you in. I don't understand the idea that I'm new. I deserve everything that came from the beginning has. Eugene, I just think it's this... It's it's a psychological thing, right? You don't understand it, but it certainly is prevalent, and they don't want those barriers to be there. Oh, I don't want to jump in. Why? Well, there's all this stuff I missed out on, and I won't have it all, and it just won't be the same. Oh, no, no, you can go get it all. Yeah, you can go earn it all. Just pick that battle pass and work on it. I think that's a big win for everybody. I don't think you really win by... You, there's a greater risk in stiff-arming a new player and being like, get, get it, right? But that's not necessarily related to the fact that the battle pass is currently structured in a terrible way it's where I pay attention uh, that much to your content split desk split screen it's all the same I, I get that Abe I get that Abe you know what I'm saying you know what it's like you know what that's like you know what I mean to to it's <laughs> all about what do you mean? What do you mean that I know what it's like? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> Would you consider co-streaming the HCS events as a way to bring back split screen? I don't know. I don't know. The difficulty with co-streaming events... The difficulty with co-streaming events is they're going to have their own commentators. Like, what I did with, with Split Screen was, I just found people's streams and would just shoutcast them while they were actively playing. It's live. It's hot. It's awesome. Right? You know what I mean? And so, I, I would think, I would think that the, uh, hang on a second. There we go. I would think that would be our biggest dilemma. Right? That would be our biggest dilemma. Get ready for more overpriced unfinished garbage straight from the of the, the you made rich uh, this crap in an industry standard. Now go outside and play little kids. What on earth? You feeling okay? Yeah, do you need a Snickers? <laughs> Bob, are you okay? We already like you because your name's Bob the Muffin. So Zubair's already looking at you, you know, like he wants a cuddle. I mean, you, you've, you, you are Bob the Muffin and that that sounds like a very snuggly you know, delicious name, but it seems like you're having a it seems like you're having a rough day. Are you you okay? <laughs> Shoutcasting the shoutcaster seems tough, right? Like j- 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 pulling up an existing event would be really really tough. Okay. Sh- shoutcast my own previous segment. Me sitting here talking. 
Get out. <laughs> get out. Both. <sighs> Did Bob just tell us to touch grass when it's very obvious he needs to? The most of these games are touting we have the best battle pass with no FOMO. The battle pass is generally unbearable. I think unironically, the FOMO battle passes need more value. That's true. That's true because you have to play. And if you don't care, right? Listen to the woman. Hilly says, I thought our forensic analysis and combat commentary was unmatched. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's true. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Roughly, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Here's Lono talking about random crab once again, completely ignoring the topic of the day. What a professional streamer. Oh, wait. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Abe. I almost read that out loud. Oh, wait. He just... Yeah. You shout you shoutcasting your own gameplay would be hilarious. I there was a there was a um um there was a concept that I had at one point in time where I would do that. I was going to do that with Hillbilly Jack. I was going to have Hillbilly Jack go back and and shoutcast my games and make fun of me cuz there was a time where I don't know if you guys remember this or not, if I got a victory if I got a battle royale victory, I was doing solo squads. I would then have Hillbilly Jack take over and try and beat my score. That's what that's what I would do. And he would come in and make fun of me and he'd say all this stuff and talk about how he was a better player. I found a clip the other day was just so gold. I'm running like Hillbilly Jack's running his mouth at a guy. He's like, it's just me and you, buddy. I ain't nobody left nobody's gonna come to save you and then he lands the shot nobody's coming to save you oh it's so good it's so good like removing my bias I can look at that content I'm like this was this was good this was good content and nobody nobody liked it it just I maybe we didn't give it enough time you know there's a time where hillbilly jack's out in the open he's like you better get to getting before you get got that is my motto and as he says that he kills a guy he lands the shot like i'm telling you that that it's so it was so irritating the way that platform treated innovation i I can't stand the way that when 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 ludwig talked about leaving because they wouldn't back his ideas and his innovative his innovative moves and the new things he wanted to do like it resonated with me it was like i had such a good idea and nobody backed it nobody supported it Now tell the audience how hard you crapped on my idea of bringing him back. I didn't crap on the idea. I said, I'm not cut that way. I'm not cut that way. Creature wanted me to bring him back in a particular way. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't write skits. That's not how I'm wired. I'm, I'm in the moment. I'm improv. I'm, I'm on, you know, the live environment, you know, like, like Mr. Destiny telling some guy he can go watch his dragon balls. In, in, in calling Dragon Ball Z Dragon Balls like you know what I'm saying like I don't know like I can't write skits I can't do it you've never seen this HBJ person oh golly 
Hillbilly Jack needs to be resurrected <laughs> for Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> uh. Uh, what was somebody brought up? Bu- who brought up bumper horses? Who brought it up? Somebody brought it up. HBJ playing bumper horses was a classic. Yeah, yeah, Bowers. <laughs> Just running into people. Give us a small HBJ preview, Lono, for the one time. I've just been, I've been doing it right now. Like, come on, Richard, we gotta get over there. We, Hillbilly Jack's got stuff to do. HBJ's on the way. Like, that was his, that was his attitude. He was this arrogant hillbilly. Yeah, wiggle worms. He tied up all these different people and put them in the road. We got this wiggle worm challenge. Got to put them here in the road. And I had all these people tied up in Red Dead, and they were wiggling. So I was having a wiggle worm challenge. How many people could I tie up and put in the road before I got killed? HBJ yelling at Richard was some of the best content, dude. It was some of the best content. Come on, Richard. And Richard's such a good name. And it was a total accident. We tried to name the horse Larry. They said it was profane. So I changed the name to Richard and they and it stuck. And Richard was just it was the it was such an accidental piece of comedy. Just punching him in the face, you know. Come on, Richard, and he'd punch him and then the horse would spin around and kick him. <laughs> HBJ is you or a persona? HBJ was a character. HBJ, Hillbilly Jack. He was a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wore an appropriately themed hat. He had a John Deere hat that somebody sent me. A John Deere hat and aviators. Yeah, and then when we played Red Dead, he wore a cowboy hat and pulled it down. <laughs> and back then, it was a it was a pretty decent transformation because I had long hair, and I would take my hair and I would shove it up in the hat. So all of a sudden, you get this short-haired guy on stream with the ball cap and aviators just acting like a complete idiot. Oh, man. It killed me. To this day, I was like, Hillbilly Jack interacting with Doc Disrespect would have been like the perfect worlds colliding. It would have been such a contrast. It would have been such a freaking contrast. That's what Doc needs. Doc needs other characters to interact with, like a wrestler. Him interacting with other streamers is hysterical for sure. Him and Timmy Tenders, yes, excellent. Whenever him and Ninja, you know, would stream and he would yell at Ninja. It was great. It was. But he hasn't risen to his final form yet. He needs another character to interact with. I firmly believe that. Senior Shaky Hands never got a hat. <laughs> Aviator Jesus. Yeah, and Senior Shaky Hands. G Fuel loved HBJ. Yeah, yeah. H- G Fuel was posting Hillbilly Jack clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'd be like, oh, Mr. Lono. Yeah, that man. I would make fun of Lono the whole... HBJ made fun of Lono the whole time he played. Make a skit using Doc's footage and insert HBJ. Ah. I don't do skits. I don't do skits. That's the challenge. You you just... You gotta take... You gotta take an idea like that and just throw it into the wild and, and let it just go. Like, you know what I mean? I just go. It's it's 
well, like the Joker says, like he's like a dog. If he caught a car, he wouldn't know what to do with it. Like I just go. Like you just have to turn me loose into the wild. I can't do this. Like sit down and write out a funny skit. Like the stuff that that Lance does, Double L Lance, the guy that does like the skits where he's like, this is what this is what it was like when Mixer shut down. That guy's hysterical. I could never do what he does. I could never do that. That's just not how I'm wired. What's different about that and what we see every day? <laughs> I got the hat out the other day. Yeah. Yeah. See, the hard thing is... Yeah. I, I've got a better angle in this studio. i got a better angle in this studio. So, like... That I can't. I can see the screen just fine, and you can't see my eyes. Like the illusion only works if you you can't see my eyes, or a bus it ruins it. It ruins it. And I've got aviators. We could add that to, to add some more mystique, so that you can never see them. <laughs> Where did Lono go? That's what makes wrestling so popular. I've said, I've, I, I, like I said, I've said time and time again that Doc's my white whale. I have, I have a, a, a Rolodex of ideas that only work with him. I have a, hey, somebody ordered some coffee, taking us to like eight orders for the day, a light roast and a Frickmas blend to Kylie. Thank you, Kylie. Yo, it's good, Red Rocket. He's my white whale. I have I have ideas. I have show ideas and concepts that only work with the doc. They only work with the doc. Why is the whale got to be white? <laughs> trying to get me in trouble. You want Hassan already got banned from purple for saying some nonsense. You're not. I'm not getting baited. <laughs> People in chat. What's a Rolodex? The doc would know. Doc would know. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Can we get Dr. Disrespect guest star? I'm telling you, man, it's going to take a long time for somebody that size to notice me, and it's going to take a lot of hard work for him to get over everything that happened. There's a lot of, there's a lot in our way. There's a lot in our way. And you know, my tenacity and my persistence that you know we could we could manifest it but it's going to take a long time and you know what you know what we've got time if it takes them two or three years to build this game i got two or three years to 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 prove it and i did i told you guys what did I tell you when we were on purple? When we couldn't get people to work with us and I couldn't get people to pay attention to me, what did I say? We're just going to keep doing the work and we'll become undeniable. And what happened? I got to host main stage E3 and got to shoutcast at least three professional level contracted tournaments. We'll just do it again. We'll do the work. We got, we got, we got two to three years before Midnight Society launches their game. That's enough time. It took me five over there. We got a head start right now. <laughs> we we got a head start right now. It took me five years over there. 
All right. Well, what are we? What are we? A year in over here? We got a pretty big head start. We got. A, we got. A, we got not a. We got not a bad start. I don't think I have enough information about uh, the. Sorry, I'm going to answer right now. Rolodex is a watch. <laughs> Rolodex is a watch. I remember the days you would practice Fortnite weekend tourneys, and there was like 50 people in chat. Mm-hmm. People doubted me, Sven. They were like, "This is stupid, man. What are you doing this for?" They're like, Fortnite, really? Come on, Lono. Haters were telling me that I ne- they were like, you'll, you'll, never, you'll never get this. What haters don't realize is you're, you're putting more, more fuel in the tank. They don't realize it. Do you know how motivating it is to have, somebody, to have somebody doubt you when you're trying to do something? It's so motivating. It's like, okay. Give me, give me, just give me a couple years. Give me a couple years. And this time, and this time, I've got, I've got a creature in my corner. I didn't have anybody in my corner back then. It was just me. It was just me doing everything that I could. Now I got somebody, I got somebody that understands, understands things and can help with planning and strategy and optics. And I'm telling you, it's, we're moving. We're moving. Like I said, eyes on the horizon. You must be super motivated then because I've never stopped doubting you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yo, my man Jimmy J. Rayner coming in, getting us closer to that 400 member goal. A brand new member. Welcome to Gaming Tier 1. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes, your dope and deserve dope stuff. I don't think you should sell that coffee anymore. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> uh. A new game trial has arrived on Nintendo. Don't starve, Nintendo Switch edition. Oh, you can play a trial version. Jokes aside, it's all love, bro. Show, show the haters. I appreciate that. Abe, if there's one thing I've learned about y'all <laughs> if there's one thing is that you you will you will poke and tease pretty hard when you like somebody i've learned that i've learned that it took a long time for me to figure that one out because you know y'all are a little different <laughs> y'all are a little different that's all that's all what do you mean y'all <laughs> you're a little different you guys will swing pretty hard too. It's not lighthearted. It's you, you will swing. You will swing at a mug. Just <laughs> love you, bro. It's like oh. <laughs> mm. In three years, you drop me for Doc. You're getting a twit longer. Lola made me wear a plague mask and laughed at my Cody body. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that's good Hilly that's good uh, <laughs> it hurts so good it's so true it's so true though it's so true I worked when I, I worked at Dial America and any of the environments I've ever been in I'm telling you there that is just it's a cultural thing it's a cultural thing they th- 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 that cultural difference like 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 me and all my white friends would tease each other, but not in the same way, bro. Uh-uh. 
No. <laughs> Y'all go in. <laughs> Y'all will dig in a little and make it hurt. <laughs> it's different. I'm telling you, it's different. And when you learn to appreciate it, it makes it funnier and that you can feel loved by it. But man, initially you're like, oof. <laughs> oh, wow. That one hurt a little bit. <laughs> that one hurt a little bit, man. Oh, man. That's right. You would you would do that and then hand me a pint of beer. That's right, Sven. That's right. <clears throat> can we get a French vanilla brand blend? And Madam came up with a, a great name. I won't I won't say it on stream. I need to I need to share it with creatures. She's like, if you ever get to a point where it's scaled so large that it would make sense to do decaf, she's like, this would be a great name. And I was like, oh, that would be a great name. So kind of felt bad by that one. I'll watch the viewer count joke I made a while back. I might have gone too far. No, it was good. That was so well done, Abe. You can get out the bat, joke-wise. You can do it every once in a while. If you do it too much, it just starts to feel cruel. Like, have you ever been around people, and it's like, they're so cutting and they're so sarcastic, like, they never let you come up for air. Like, I don't, I don't like being around by pe- I don't like being around people like that. Do you know what I'm saying? But if you get out the bat every once in a while, and you just club your friend with a joke, it can be very, very funny. But you, if you, you have to do it infrequently. Like, when I get around really sarcastic and cutting people, I'm like, I think you're just unkind, and you've learned to veil it with with humor. You're not a nice person. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? How else does one keep an ego of your size in check if not with a sledgehammer? (laughs) Listen, listen, I'm not as bad, I'm not as bad as I used to be, you know? I, like, I, I used to be, I used to be pretty bad. I used to be, it was, it was rough. I know, I know. It was a, uh, it was a lot. It was a lot of ego. It was, it was a lot of self-absorption, a lot of narcissism. It's still there. It's still there. The leopard can't get rid of its spots. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but you can certainly domesticate it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. It's called being a Brit. You know, it is funny. It is funny that the accent helps. I do. I think the accent helps. Like if if a British person is just always mean and cruel and unkind, you're like, that's ah, fine. That's fine. That's it's okay. He's British after all. I think Jim Gavigan talks about that. He's like, oh, he's got a Latin temper. He's like, but if it's me, they're like, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> it's different. What's my issue? I'm a mean person, but I'm smart enough to hide it. You say, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I've not interacted with you enough to consider you mean or or sarcastic or anything along the spectrum. It, you know, you got to spend a lot of time around a person before. At least I do. I try to spend some time around somebody before formulating an opinion about them. I mean, I know that doesn't work on Twitter. You know, you got to you get like a 10 second clip of a guy stubbing his toe and like yelling at his kid, and you're like, monster! Take all of his sponsorships. He's basically guilty of domestic abuse. But in real life, I'm usually like, I'll give this person another shot. (laughs) Latin temper, excuse you. It's in his stand-up. He talks about how that, like, he's like, I'm nothing. I'm not known for anything. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm white. He's like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not known for anything. 
He talks about how, like, New York's known for being tough and Texas, everything's big. He's like, I'm from Indiana. He's like, it's not known for anything. And he talks about that. He says, you know, oh, you know, if, if, if an Italian person gets really angry or a Latin person's like, oh, he's got a Latin temper. And he's like, <laughs> he's like with me. He's like, well, that guy's a jerk. He's just being rude. He's just being angry. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <clears throat> poor hush yeah I gave like a 60 second flyover of my thoughts on that situation uh, during during this morning stream I don't have a timestamp for you but I took the gloves off and put brass knuckles on I wrote I wrote I, I used to write I, I've not written in a long time I used to write like l- like song lyrics and and little like little like free f- like I guess you would call it poetry right yeah, I guess you would call that lyrics or poetry, and I I had to. I something hit me last night. I wrote two different things, and I won't. I wrote one last night about the, you know, the riders of death are hungry again. It's like here they go, here they go. They're hungry again. It's been it's been so many months since their last meal. It's been so many months since their last meal. It felt good. I don't know why. It felt therapeutic as frick to write that. Just a random question. Uh, would you classify a Ritz as? It's not a cookie, but it's more like a, uh, a thin snack pastry. I, th- I would, I, I think that it's a thin, thin snack pastry. I believe. Did he say pasty? No, 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 I didn't. <laughs> I said pastry. It's a thin snack pastry. They're, they're very tasty. <laughs> That's actually an interesting discussion that I will not have with you. That's a super interesting discussion that I will not have with you. I thought H3H3, H3H3's take on it, Ethan's take on it was very interesting. I don't think I agreed with him, but I also was like, huh. Hmm. Definitely made me think. I don't think I agree with Ethan, but it certainly made me think. It made me think. I don't know where I land on it. I don't. I've not thought enough about it. I've not thought enough about it. I actually see Val... I've actually... I'm not kidding you. I'm like, people are making valid points on both sides. This is an interesting subject. Because there's no law book here, man. It's a societal, cultural thing. It's It's tough super super tough I don't think it's as simple as people are trying to make it I don't it could be it could be if handled properly like the the beginnings of a really good conversation about that kind of thing but I don't know if the people talking about it are equipped to have a good conversation about it I really don't mm-mm Twitter mob canceled him and he quit streaming to focus on his family business. Yeah. Yeah. Another notch in their belt, man. Another notch in their belt. You know how people always do this thing where like, if you're on Twitter and you're defending somebody, they're like, they're not going to sleep with you, right? They're not going to sleep with you. To the people that, that, that enjoy canceling and hurting others. Do you know what, do you know what they need to hear? It's not going to fill you up. 
emptying another person or harming another person won't will will not fill the void inside of you it'll be empty tomorrow it's still empty today so they could systematically get rid of every content creator in 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 their way and it wouldn't matter it wouldn't make them entertaining it wouldn't suddenly make them talented it wouldn't suddenly make them feel better about themselves you're going to be just as miserable next week as you are right now and all you're known for is hurting other people you're just the just an empty husk of a person you just an empty husk of a person you merely become a vessel for hate in a moment and then it's gone and you're still you're, you haven't changed So, H3H3 didn't do a video he did a tweet about it there's no hard analysis just don't do it just don't know if it's that simple I know it's that simple with respect to the rules Eugene I'm not going to disagree with that I'm certainly not going to disagree with that I I, I do I I think that you have to have hard and fast rules with respect to um you have to have hard and fast rules with respect to TOS. Sure, 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 sure. I'm not going to deny that. That's not what I'm talking about. I saw an interesting conversation that was sort of being born out of it, and I had never heard that perspective before, and I found it interesting. You laughed really hard when TV said he needed to vet it. <laughs> What's he, what? How's he going to vet it exactly? I'm curious. I'm curious what his process is for vetting something. I'm just curious. Let me see here. I have my credibility checklist. Hands are shaking. Check. Displaying emotion. Check. It's true. Oh, wait. I forgot one. This will give me an opportunity to look righteous and benefit my career so I can impression farm this and potentially get more viewership. Check. I forgot, I forgot that last check mark. That's a really important one. Okay, we got a premiere that there's close to 300 people here. Okay, listen, y'all. Listen, y'all. I need more people supporting these premieres over on Presents. You're going to have good reason to potentially next year. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. But. We need people to support these premiere over on Presents because Presents is getting very different content. I think we're going to start leaning a little bit more into commentary on streamers and streamer culture and things happening in the streaming world. You'll probably see more of those uh, types of videos. And uh, this one today is about how Twitch boosts do not work. It has been reported on. I've got the report. I've got the findings and the stats. So please give this video some love. If you like the doc and you like me, come on. Give a video some love that makes Twitch look stupid. I mean, come on. We, we, we all love that, don't we? I think we do. Maybe not love, but enjoy. So please click the link in chat. As soon as you guys get over there, I'll turn the premiere on. Thanks for a stellar day. Make sure you're subscribed with the bell button. Make sure you smash the like button here. Make sure you smash it over there. And don't forget about Friday night, the uh, Halo Infinite Custom Games, and we'll be doing more talks and shows tomorrow. All right? 
I'll see you guys over there in the premiere, and then after that, I'll see you tomorrow.